Hello, amigo. Eagle Gardens. Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram. And this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 403. How you guys doing? Hopefully you had an amazing Thursday. I've got a super cool guest with you for us tonight, Jimmy Toucan. I owe him a very huge apology, first and foremost. He has showed up twice already, and I have had internet problems, but he was so gracious to show up for a third attempt. Jimmy Toucan, how are you doing? Tell us where we can find you, and thank you. How you doing, man? Uh, yeah, um, I can be found on uh, Instagram at, uh, at J2Cans. Um, I, you can also check out the, uh, the woodworking website is uh, www.dirtybirdtradingco.com. Just getting ready to roll one up, man. What are you rolling up tonight? Um, let's see, which, what did I grab here? Um, it looks like some Malibu Pure Kush was the, uh, was the jar I grabbed. Oh, it's delicious. So excited. So how you doing tonight, man? Much better now that the internet's up and running and I can find the new button. <laughs> uh, pretty good, my friend. Pretty good. Fixing to smoke some a uh, little bit of twisted TK and some jelly bean. I'm kind of throwing together. Oh, right on. This, uh, right on. I'd love to get a little. I like that chili bean here sometime. Um, it's pretty good. That's a nice happy me, little know, ride, isn't it? It is. It is. For me, though, especially on this, the orange or uh, mango kind of turps on it are so thick. So <laughs> thick that it's all the way through and then that aftertaste. Uh, but for, for me, the oranges only take me so far. You know what I mean? It's good social kind of, you know, get things done, but it's not that heavy. You know what I mean? But what I found with this in particular, Fino, is it's so pungent that you can drop just a little nugget on practically anything and put that, that orange mango throughout. You know what I mean? Right you on. Add that orange to anything. So pretty good. Yeah. Right on. I get that with the papaya. I love that shit. It's uh, it's nice. It's pungent. It's got great flavor. You know, it tastes a lot like it smells. It's got that mango papaya, really tropical, just delicious. Always try and have one uh, close by, you know. Sounds delicious. I love papaya myself. It's very tasty. So, well, I guess we might as well get this going like we always do, right where we always do is that, uh, where did you get started with, where and how did you get started with cannabis? Well, the first, uh, our, our, my first toke was 
at a dead show, a local dead show back in, I think it was, must've been 92. Um, and uh, then it was on from there, you know, uh, probably, let's see, it would have been a few years later I met um, this lady who got me into growing and, you know, I spent a lot of nights just kind of hanging out with, uh, hanging out with her and chit-chatting and kind of just picking her brain and um, packing away that knowledge for later. And, and uh, you know, a lot of that stuff's paid off. Uh, and um, yeah, man, it's just, it's been a wild ride the last few years. Getting back. That's a, that's a pretty good influence there. I mean, if you could pick up something from like significant other, uh, a grow, <laughs> you know, being taught how to grow would be uh, something to take away from a relationship, I would think. Well, it was actually, no, it was actually my, it was a, a friend of mine's mom, you know, like I ended up hanging out with her. Oh. <laughs> um, I ended up hanging out and shooting the shit with her a lot and just picking her brain. And um, yeah, man, it was, uh, you know, they used to do it all indoor, outdoor. Um, by the time I met them, you know, she was just doing a few inside uh, in Rockwall with like the old Dutch A and B type shit, you know, because this would have been, you know, early 90s. And um, yeah, man, there's a lot of a lot of knowledge. And some of those some of those old cuts that you know, they didn't really, you know, there was no big name to it. Like they just, they just called it bubble gum, but that was the fucking real deal bubble gum. Um, and, uh, you know, a few others that, that, uh, you know, stood the test of time and it was kind of cool to, uh, you know, now to be able to revisit some of that stuff, especially, you know, that first plant, that, that first live plant that I ever saw. Um, being able to get my hands on it again was like it was really cool man probably not not definitely not the rarest uh the rarest of cuts but something that had a lot of nostalgia for me and and uh and, and a you know a connection with you know the the beginning really so pretty cool man pretty cool so what was uh what was that kind of grow like where they uh, organics were they like a cocoa? How, well, how was uh, how how they go? Yeah, this was a long. This was long before we we figured out cocoa coir. Um, this was like you know she had she had this. I, I don't know if it was bubble gum or the grape or whatever, but this one was growing in a fucking um, a plastic cup that you would get at an, at an amusement park. You know, like a sixteen ounce cup. It was just jam packed with rock wool, and this fucking thing had been revenged, you know, twenty or thirty times. Um, and uh, you know, it had bark on it. It was sold, and you know, so it was it was real simple. It was rock wool, Dutch A, you know, A plus B. I don't even think it had a name brand. The the you know the store that she sent me to, the guy was buying it in bulk and just repacking it, you know, in his store. Um, you know, printing out the label on his printer and fucking taping it to these bottles. So I can't even, I couldn't even tell you what the brand was. It was so fucking long ago. Um, but um, man, it's still, it, you know, even growing in Rockwell, she, you know, they, they, they tasted and smelled and, uh, you know, were every bit and part. So 
Um, she had a, she had a green thumb. She had two green thumbs. That's pretty awesome. That's fucking really awesome. Yeah, that's the thing. So, uh, how did it progress? When did it take off from you? When did you start growing? Um, well, I've I've got back into everything a few years ago, um, and um, you know, really just running flour and kind of doing my thing, making a little seed for myself and for my friends and whatnot. And then I grabbed this. Uh, Grabbed a pack of uh, Bodie's NL5 release from uh, BCSC, these Northern Lights F3s, and this cat offered them up. They weren't cheap. I guess a few people had, you know, asked about it, and I, I didn't, I didn't hesitate. I said, you know, sold. Let's go. And you know, so I, I'm doing my thing and. Um, posting up some pics of the, the ongoing grow and people kept asking me, are you know, are you going to, are you going to have any of these extra? Are you going to make any available? And um, I had enough people ask that I said, well, fuck it. I might as well dole off a few packs or whatever, make it worth, uh, you know, using up a big chunk of my room with nothing but seeded plants. Um, and it just kind of went from there. It's, it, I, you know, I never had anything planned. It just, just kind of how it unfolded. So we start with the NL5. We started with the NL5, and uh, you know everybody was really stoked that um, you know a dead seed line something. But you know how Bodie is he, he he's got a lot of shit that he can do. So um, he'll pop off a, a run and then move on to something you know move on to something else. So to have more of them out there. Um, you know, people were really stoked about it. So we went from the NL5 and then we did the chocolate tie um, from Snow High. I passed to him from, uh, that was Howard's work originally. And, um, you know, just kind of gone from there, you know. Uh, uh, I've added a bunch of, uh, a bunch of stuff to the library. And so we have a couple of different directions we're going to go. I, I, I want to stay with, you know, how everything started was with, you know, preserving these old lines, the deadlines, um, you know, more, more like uh, some land race or maybe not necessarily the land race, but heirloom type stuff, foundation stock. Um, I did a quick run of Williams Wonder uh, two years ago, I think. Um, we got the lemon tie going. We're going to do another version of that coming up soon. Um, so we got the preservation type stuff, and that's going to kind of branch out a little bit into what uh, what I'm currently testing out now. So we found a cool mail with the NL5 run. You know, I redid that again. We picked up another pack of those from Bodie. So we redid the F4s, and I found a nice mail. You know, we found two of them actually. We're testing out one currently. Um, so, you know, we do the, we do the increase uh, with the Northern Lights. And at the same time, I can introduce a few females and we'll test those out as we go. So right now um, in testing, we have by the NL5 guy, we have papaya, um, chem lights, puna butter, lemon G, 
uh, Romulan, 86 Hindu, Mother of Berries, Ancient OG, and some Malibu Pier Kush. Probably about half of those are in testing right now. And then when we get time, we'll do the other half. So we're, we're looking to maybe add a couple of those to this fall, uh, this fall's drop. So we'll have uh, um, chocolate tie F5 uh, in the works. I have uh, some Jamaican gold bud in the works. That's another preservation. Uh, we'll keep that line pure. And then later on, um, I'm going to get working on the uh, Luang Prebang. It's a 14-week uh, layout um, that's on the board. So we're going to have some some pure lines to go, and and hopefully some of these uh, some of these Northern Lights outcrosses will work out. Sounds like you guys are doing a lot of work over there for sure. So what made you lean towards, uh, I mean, uh, the breeding side of cannabis? I mean, that takes up a lot of, you know, good bud, good bud. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it started out more as just, uh, you know, like I said, for myself and for my friends and whatnot. And um, <clears throat> as the demand went up. You know, I just kind of followed that. Everything that I've done, like, I, you know, I may have started out in one direction, but um, this is kind of, I just kind of go where, um, you know, I just kind of follow where it's led me. And, and you know, running monocrops is, I don't know, it's kind of boring, to be honest. <laughs> and... You know, especially out, out in an area like this, you got a lot of people that are doing their own thing in the, you know, in the summer and, you know, so come fall, um, it's, you know, it's feast and famine with that kind of thing, really. So this, uh, you know, this has been fun because, you know, it kind of lets me dig a little deeper into the stuff that I, you know, was doing just as, as, uh, as an aside and to kind of see what's coming out of, some of the crosses that we've done, you know, this, um, um, I only had a few packs that I made available and we're going to work the line further. Cause there was just some real fucking rockets in there. Um, the Astro zombie, which is, um, uh, Hill tribe Mung Thai, uh, my juicy fruit selection by, uh, Vietnamese black male. And, um, yeah, just a fucking great plant, man. And 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 uh, to see how those came out, which I made, you know, again a couple of years ago, um, really kind of uh, you know gave me a little incentive to pursue you know, making my own crosses and to see, you know, some of the stuff that I had my hands on, some of the some of the uh, you know seed stock that I had my hands on. And people that, um, you know, didn't have, you know, maybe they weren't, you know, some of these Bodhi drops and, 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 and that kind of stuff, it, like they go quick and there's not many of them. And, um, you know, Bodhi especially, you know, encourages people to make, you know, make more seed, make more seed because it can only do so much. Um, so that was an easy start. Um, and it also, 
you know, again, it led to some of these outcrosses that I got to play with, you know, I'll throw a female in with, you know, this, this open pollination or whatever, um, just to get kind of an idea of what, what you're going to see from the cross. And then maybe you can select down and, and get one particular male. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it's been cool. It's just kind of, uh, it's just kind of naturally evolved. And I never had a, you know, there was never a, a plan of, okay, I'm going to make this and this and this. And it just, it, this is just kind of the way things have fallen together. I've, I've ended up, uh, you know, coming into contact with some very cool people um, that have helped me out quite a bit as far as procuring, um, you know, various seed stocks and different cuts and stuff like that. So it's been uh it's been really cool, man. Fucking dream come true. It sounds like a dream, by the way. So, do you prefer to do your, uh, when you're putting together a strain, do you prefer to phenol hunt or do you prefer to, you know, work with a clone or is it just dependent on what's available? <clears throat> well, I think there's this kind of how how it looks to be shaping up and how things have branched out. So I have um, the preservation work, keeping various lines as they are. Um, and then we have the outcrosses, like these NL5 outcrosses. My hope with these is that the NL5 doesn't really do a whole lot, you know, maybe adds a little a little vigor or improves the structure and just the overall strength of the plant. Um, so that people can hopefully get a, a, a nice whiff of the clone only that, that it was used against. And then the other part of my, you know, the, the kind of the longer term stuff, which again goes back to the Astro zombie that I talked about you know, that was a selected female out of the seed run that, that, that I had popped, you know, same with the male, um, that I find a little more interesting than just taking a clone only and smacking it up with a, you know, with, with the male and calling it a day again, you know, there's, there's a purpose to some of that. Um, and, uh, you know, you have some people that, you know, they just, uh, they can't keep a big library. They prefer popping seeds. Um, and, you know, a lot of the seeds that I bought over, over, over the years was, well, I really like that female, or I really like what I see that male did in, in various, uh, you know, other outcrosses. And so that's, you know, that's why you're buying the seeds because you want a good sniff of that one of those parents. Um, so that's kind of the point of the outcrosses, those um, kind of, it, it, not a true F1, but a, you know, a, a one and done first generation uh, uh, outcross. Give people a taste of the clone only. And then the longer term work is stuff that maybe we've selected more out of, you know. Um, I'm hoping to find, um, there's a couple more plants that I want to hit up with this NL5 guy. Um, and out of those, I'm hoping to find my next male to start um using against some other stuff that i've found in various seed runs you know like i've i've found the 
um, the Puna butter and my God's paintbrush cut. Um, there's, there's a few that I'd like to kind of continue on with. And, and again, that Astro zombie, uh, line, the, uh, the, um, that Hill tribe Mung Thai is just so fucking solid. Um, I think out of anything, I've probably pushed that anything that I've had in stock, I've probably pushed that the most because just what a, um, what a, what a nice plant. It's a nice middle of the road. It doesn't run too, too. Now you can find some longer running gals in there better than 16 weeks, but they're fairly tame Had that great, um, you know, there's a lot of fruit, some musk and a little bit of, uh, kind of woodiness in there. But, um, you know, I just, I just love the structure and the, you know, they're, they're pretty easy going. Um, you get a little nanner here and there at the very end, but fuck, um, nothing that's blowing dust everywhere on week two or something like that, you know, um, worth the fucking squeeze, I'd say. So lots of fun shit out there to be found, man. So many, so many cool people doing, uh, great collections. Um, really excited to try and, uh, reintroduce some, uh, old, you know, heirloom genetics back into the gene pool and, uh, maybe freshen it up a little bit or, uh, maybe recover some, you know, maybe some traits that were initially selected away from, uh, you know, you kind of get the norm and everybody likes a certain thing. And then before you know it, you know, you got third, fourth, fifth generation seeds where it's really a bitch to find um, maybe some of the more obscure uh, terpene profiles and things of that nature. You've already kind of alluded a little bit to the, my next question there, but uh, so when you said I'm hoping to find my next male there, uh, how, how important is the male? And what does he offer in uh, a breeding? Well, there's really only, you know, one way to find out. And that is to breed them and, you know, breed them like, preferably against several females and preferably against females that you've bred before. So you know what they do, right? And then you can see what they do with, you know, this particular male that you're looking at, um, you know, and if you don't have, you know, extensive experience with any females, at least try and breed them against several different ones so that you can try and pick out, okay, well, I know what she is by herself. Now we're looking at her progeny with this guy and we're going to compare those with that of the progeny from another female with that same male. So you can you know, try and pick up which traits possibly that that male is throwing forward. Um, you know, again, some, some really don't, they just don't do a whole lot. And in certain cases, that may be exactly what you want. You know, you got a fucking raging female and, um, you know, it didn't come from seed stock. It was a bag seed or, you know, you know, miracle bean or whatever. Um, and you want something to hit her with that won't really do a whole lot. Like, you know, maybe speed it up a little, maybe add a little, you know, thicker stalks or something like that. You know, I got one plant that's just about perfect in every fucking way. 
except that, you know, she needs crutches by week four. She's doing the party girl flop. So, um, yeah, the best way to find out what the guy's doing is you got to look at the kids. That's, you know, we can, we can study the structure and, um, you know, pick the guy that, you know, flowers a certain way or whatever, what have you. But at the end of the day, you're not going to know shit about the male until you look at their kids. Um, unfortunately enough, I, you know, I, I'm sure there's, there's like, you know, fancy equipment these days and, you know, people in lab coats that can figure this shit out quicker than I could. But, um, you know, as far as my understanding of it is, is freedom, look at the progeny and then you can kind of get an idea as to what he's doing because, you know, there's only, you know, you pick out the, pick out a great looking guy, right. You know, pick out one with great structure, pick out one that maybe it's just really rank, whatever that may be. It's just, you know, every time you brush by the fucking thing, it just, you know, it just stinks a little. Um, or whatever, you know, and, and then and go from there. But there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. You know, if I'm doing an open or, or like doing like a, a line breeding type thing um, and I have a select female that I, I really enjoy and I want to, you know, continue the line with her, I'll go through and, you know, what I I'll start with males that look as much like her as possible. I'm trying to find her twin and then go from there that would be but again you know it's like hey dude you don't you don't know man i, I you could uh you know pick a fella that you think checks all the boxes and um you know kids come out all fucked up <laughs> or just you know he just doesn't do what you want him to do right like maybe he's a frosty little bastard but he doesn't pass that on maybe he has great structure and he's really sturdy but you know his 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 you know his progeny don't you know didn't receive that so yeah it's it's um there's really no you know again without a lab and and uh and, and a lot of uh technical knowledge it's it's more or less just a crapshoot <laughs> that's why i've always said that you know the price of a pack of seeds is fucking worth for most part worth what they want for you know you hear people that want beans for next to nothing but man you're just underlining you know the passion and hard work that goes in into a strain you know that a good strain just doesn't necessarily i guess sometimes it does sometimes it does but that's, you know, freak situations, but not nothing that's super dependable really needs to be worked. You know, there's a lot of time that goes into finding that male and female, you know, and then testing on top of that. You know, it's, it, it doesn't happen overnight. There's, you know, nutrients, power, time. There's a lot that goes into a good strength. Yeah, I and mean, it's, it's, it's really not any, it's not a lot different than the wood shop in that, Yes, I end up with finished sellable products, but there's a lot of shit that ends up in the bin. And you don't get paid for that. You know, you don't get paid for fuck ups. You don't get paid, you know, you know, for 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 seeds that don't 
you know, that don't, don't, you know, make the grade, you know, they literally end up, well, I make, I make sprout tea. I, you know, I joke to say they end up in the bird feeder, but I, you know, I end up making like sprout tea and shit with them, but still like, you don't, you don't get paid for those. You don't get your, you don't get that space back. You don't get the, you know, all that time and money you put into it. Um, um, so yeah, it's, it's not necessarily a matter of, you know, shaking a fucking, shaking a mail over a bunch of ladies and calling it, you know, six weeks later, calling it a fucking day. I can't help but ask to bring it up in chat, but with a name like Jimmy Toucan, you obviously have a nose of cannabis, right? <laughs> What's that now? <laughs> What's that? I said they're saying something in chat. I can't. Uh, I, I can't help but acknowledge it. With a name like Jimmy Toucan, you obviously have to have a great nose for cannabis, eh? <laughs> right? Yeah, a big fucking guinea nose. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, it used to, used to be a lot better. It used to be a lot better. I, I've been retraining it. I've been retraining it the last few years. It's been, uh, it's been, uh, uh, been different. But um, so how yeah. how does the dirty bird stuff come in into play? I, I can't help. No, no, I can't help. <laughs> Oh man, it is. It's. I don't know if I want to give that up. I don't know. It's. 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 It, it has to do with a really dirty fucking chihuahua, a really dirty chihuahua, and um, doing things that you just shouldn't shouldn't be done. Um, oh, that's. I mean, hilarious. I guess. I, I mean, it was consensual, but. Yeah. No. We'll just leave it at that. He's a dirty, dirty bird. <laughs> that is just funny. Funny. <laughs> so. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, how do you grow organically now? My, I have actually settled on, um, a hybrid of the two. Um, I like, I, you know, for a while I was purely cocoa and then I started um, slowly hybridizing that with um, amendments to the choir itself, you know, lots of rock dust, um, and then, you know, I started dumping in, you know, rock dust for all the, the minerals and all that, um, you know, like the micro micronutrients and shit like that, I guess, or it's all kinds of little shit. Right. Um, that I always saw was like the biggest drawback with hydro, um, feed is that, you know, they give you like the 16 essentials and that was pretty much it, you know, um, so that was the first edition. And then I got into um, doing teas and shit. So I'd add some worm castings, 
and a little bit of uh, malted barley and shit like that into the uh, coir and started making teas and stuff like that with, you know, worm castings and um, uh, what is it? The worm frass from uh, Frass Valley, those cats there. Um, nice product. And um, so I ended up with a, with a, you know, kind of a mix of the two. I like the way I can water cocoa. I like being able to, um, you know, every week or so I rush them all to get, you know, flushed out kind of. I don't want to say flush. It's not the proper, you know, that's not it. But I water to a nice bit of runoff every few days to just kind of keep everything squeaky. You know, that was one tip that the old, the old gal taught me growing in hydro, you know, growing in, in, uh, in um, Rockwell, you know, she you know, said every, you know, periodically you want to run just a straight water through low pH and just kind of clean out all that excess shit. Cause you know, your plants aren't going to eat equally everything that you fucking, you know, every bit of input, you know, when you're, when you're feeding out of a bottle or, you know, at, at any rate, they're not going to eat equally what you put in there. There's going to be a little extra of this, a little less of that. And, uh, you know, over time that shit builds up and that's where a lot of times you run into problems in, uh, you know, in Rockwell. And, you know, she knew what she was talking about. Cause like I said, she had a, you know, fucking four foot tall plant that was growing in 16 ounces of Rockwell for Christ's sake. So, uh, I like that you can, you know, kind of give them that good fucking refresh. You know, it's like a good hard rain. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't have to use giant pots. I can get away with a two gallon and, um, that's as big as I'll ever, you know, ever need as far as, you know, as, as, you know, for the size that I'm going for right now. Um, so yeah, I, I've, I've settled in on that. I can, I can feed teas, you know, you can't really do that in a, in a rock wool setup. Um, so we do foliars and teas and I dump, you know, some extra shit in, in you know, in the cocoa and uh, it seems to turn out, turn out pretty well. I, I think it's a, a, a pretty fair compromise. Um, when I get to a certain point, you know, a little more permanent spot, I definitely like to be cultivating more soil, um, but we'll get there little bit at a time right now it's right now we're stuck on the we're, we're, we're settling on the hybrid the uh, hybrid system that works all right i love my cocoa i'm, I'm just kind of getting back into the soil myself. so far so good so far so good right right uh, i thought maybe i might have a little on it might throw the watering aspect of it might throw me off, but it felt I fell right back into the mood. Was it just like riding a bike? It hasn't been, right. it hasn't been bad. So. <coughs> right on. I'm looking forward to the possibility of maybe at some point getting bad going, but I, uh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, so I run a run a hybrid setup. Uh, 
down below. And uh, currently, um, the uh, Cycloptics Green Beams 315 watt CMH um, in all the uh, in all the flower in all the flower spots, which um, which are nice because like they don't run real hot. Um, I don't have a ton of fucking power to run right here, so um, we're just playing it safe. We do little you know, little small, uh, these little 300 watt lights, which are pretty cool. Um, I, I, you know, at the time when I was getting set up, I didn't know shit about LEDs. Um, they've come a long way just in the last like five years, you know? Um, so we just got picked up by Mars Hydro. We're going to check out some of their gear here shortly. Um, and hopefully I can uh, not make a jackass out of myself switching over, uh, just doing one little spot to check it out and, and then we'll see how it goes. Um, but I, I, I dig the, you know, I dig the, 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 uh, CMH bulbs, right. I get a, a, you know, I get a fair pull out of them. You know, if we're, we're running, you know, multi, you know, multi strains, kind of fucking a little bit of chaos in there and we're pulling, you know, we're running a gram a lot. It's like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. I'm shit. People doing a lot better for sure. Running, you know, much better, uh, uh, much better environmental controls and things like that. But, but I'm happy for, 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 you know, how, how we're set up here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty satisfied with, uh, with how those lights produce, but, um, yeah, maybe we'll, uh, you know, maybe we'll have some luck with these, with these LEDs. I checked them out the other night. Oh, they're, you know, they, uh, you know, the Samsung diodes and, you know, all the, all the proper, you know, um, components, I guess. And, um, a couple pretty cool features that, uh, will show off when, when the stuff arrives and, um, yeah, we'll check it out. What the hell? Can't hurt. I, you know, I've never, I've had, I've, I've had good experience with Mars Hydro lights. Some of the ones they're putting forth now are really, really good lights. I hate, you know, I'm not, I, I have nothing bad to say with them, honestly. For the economic uh, price of it all, especially for beginning growers, uh, just to see, you know, if it's something you're interested in versus, you know, buying a lot of these power, big high power lights. They're, they're all right. They're all right. You know, but, uh, good luck. I can't wait to see uh, uh, how they do for you, my friend. Uh, I'm going to be following along. <laughs> yeah. You know, and at, at first I was skeptical because, I, you know, like, you know, well, I, I don't know. I don't know if any, I, I don't know anyone that runs. And of course, I don't really pay. Too much attention there's a couple of brands that i'm uh, you know familiar with but um you know and i went and checked uh you know i went and checked it out and they you know they have some you know the the lower end stuff is like what you would expect you know um but their 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 new lines are well what you would expect from the you know the the next gen kind of companies you know with the um kind of that um uh ladder setup you know what i mean so you got the 
you know, you got the two uh, horizontals and then the, the rungs in between that are basically your light bars. Um, and, um, you know, so they're real lightweight and, uh, well, we'll have to, we'll have to see how they do, but they, you know, they're, they're a lot like, you know, what I would, what I would expect out of the competition and some of the stuff that, um, you know, the other guys are running. So I figure what the hell, we'll give them a shot and we'll give it a fair run and put some of our best girls in there and see how they do. Yeah, I'm just, I think you'll be impressed. I think you'll be impressed. So you do also do some woodworking. I've picked up on, uh, tell me a little bit about that. My friend, if you don't mind getting a little offbeat. <laughs> no, that's all good, man. Um, you know, no, that, that basically just started with uh, uh, me and a friend of mine sitting around getting high and talking about how we should make rolling trays, you know? And um, yeah, I, I just made it happen. I was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Like, no, that's a good idea. Uh, well, that's kind of, you know, again, grown organically to, you know, we rolling trays was the idea and then it was well what else do you make what else can you make and so we you know started making stash boxes and um keef boxes you know separate your um you know separate your glands or whatever from the flower um we have some artwork the canabarium prints are fucking tits man they uh use males that we you know come along in the preservation projects and this, that, and the other thing. And um, uh, I press them, you know, the, the, it's called an herbarium press. It's what like, a, you know, a botanist would use to catalog their native species and such. So we do that with the males and um, once they're pressed, they spray them, preserve them. And then glue them to this uh, handmade hemp paper and then mount it to a, you know, uh, like a backing board or acid free backing board kind of material that like you would store a comic book with. Right. So it doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't break down the paper. When we take all that and put it under UV blocking acrylic and frame it up and, they're pretty popular. Um, great piece of artwork to put on the wall. Pretty unique. Um, you, well, you'll never you'll never have another exact copy, right? Because it's a fucking actual live plant and not a not a, a you know like a print. Which I could do that as well, but I the presses are really cool. Um, and that I have to credit credit AK Bean Brains. He posted up, he, he presses some for this, you know, this preservation society, I guess it does, you know, cannabis, uh, cat catalogs cannabis that way. Um, so he, he had posted up a quick little demo of him, you know, having added on, on his Instagram account there. And I was like, fuck, that is cool. So what about like making artwork out of it though, you know, framing it under glass or something like that. And, yeah, so um, so I made that happen, 
and now I have this cool paper, right? So, so it, was, it was fucked up. Like you could buy three sheets or I could buy a hundred sheets of this paper. So I finally got sick of, you know, ordering three at a time. I just bought this big stack. And so we made lamps, you know, the, the uh, Japanese so shoji style lamps. I made a couple of those. I got I, I should make some more. I think people would really dig those as well. Um, I made them for myself and one for a friend. Um, so there's some other stuff. Cool. Some, you know, I got to kind of, you know, just, uh, again, it just kind of happens and people request shit. And I'm, all right, well, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. And, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good outlet and, uh, it's a good skill to have, like trying to, you know, learning, uh, uh, you know, working with your hands and, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Oh, I got the laser engraver, the laser kind of shit. The leather products, the, the leather journals are a big hit. Those are super easy, you know. Um, they bang those out on the laser engraver. Um, and you can pick up shirts and swag and that kind of basic stuff too. So you can check it out. And if there's anything that, uh, you know, I do all, it's mostly custom work too. You know, it's mostly by request. And um, yeah, they keep me busy enough so come check us out that's awesome i greatly appreciate some fine woodworking i have a little for it myself uh yeah yeah my grandfather used to hammer away down in the basement he had a little wood shop out back as well but he actually built some of the some of the toys i had as a kid um so it's cool to be able to kind of revisit that a little bit and, um, you know, be able to kind of make some stuff that is, uh, you know, that'll last, right? You know, we got to live in a plastic world. You get a fucking rolling tray made out of leopard wood. You can, you know, roll your joint and fend off an attacker and go back to rolling another joint. Um, <laughs> something you can maybe pass down something that's around for years you know well as you as you spoke the the leaf head being individual that's the one thing i've loved about uh wood is that every piece is a lot of times individual at least in a lot of stuff i build you know i actually when i'm building a, a nice piece i i will take it depending on where it's at you know if it's a face of a dresser or you know a top or something i am looking over that that board for beautiful patterns shit i set stuff i've got stuff i have set apart you know quilted maples that are just beautiful that i'm like oh I, you know I, i'll do something with that someday but you know i look for little things like that you know and it, they're very in, in individual you know what i mean each piece to me says it's has its own little thing to it, a little vibe with it. I love work, work, woodworking for that. It's, and again, it's very uh, rewarding. It's uh, very rewarding. Yeah, I, I do that. I do that exact thing too. Like I'll pick through my, you know, my 
I get a, you know, a, a stack in or whatever, I'll go through them and, you know, pick out what's going to make out frames, what would be good for this. Sometimes I'll dig something out and it'll be like, all right, this is, you know, this, everything's got a, you know, a purpose. I try and make sure that I utilize, you know, every list little bit of it I can. Um, Cause that shit ain't cheap either, you know, especially the exotic woods. Um, and um, so, yeah, like, so a lot of the times, like the wood defines what the project's going to be, not the other way around. Right. Um, so that's kind of, uh, that's interesting. And really like, it's, it's a lot of the way it's the same way with, you know, with the plants, they, they decide, they define what, you know, what's going to happen. And, you know, in the case of like these outcrosses that I work on, um, a lot of the times it just happens to like, all right, who do I have lined up and ready to go? Who can I get in there? And at least for a tester, um, you know, who makes sense and then who lines up and it might take a couple of rounds, you know, cause not everybody's ready to go at once. Thank God. Um, but, um, you know, so just kind of, you know, they kind of, they kind of direct things a little bit, you know, um, and you can try, you know, you can have something in, in mind, you know, you're, you know, intent on making happen and it just, you know, the cross doesn't work out, the you know, the, the two just, maybe you got to find a different nail, maybe you just got to scrap it and go back, you know, and, um, and, uh, so here, just, you know, like I have, I have, a, I have a general path, but then, then, you know, the, the, the actual destination is, is more decided by the girls. <laughs> have uh, anything in particular that you're most proud of so far? Well, you know, well, the, um, you know, the, uh, what, what is it? The, uh, the Mullenbimbi Mamba was such a fucking cool surprise. And that's another one that I want to continue to work with. Um, cause that was just, uh, again, that was the, that was a couple of years ago when I did a small increase on some, um, Mullenbimbi Madness that have been collected from Kangativa. And um, so I was doing a small increase there and I had a particular male that I had, you know, my eye on. And so I threw him in with the only female that was ready at the time or that, was, that had lined up and it was the strawberry mamba number four. Um, I don't know if it was from Anunnaki. I got it through the guy from Anunnaki uh, Genetics. And I'm not, I'm not sure if he's the one that bred it, though, or not. But anyway, she just happened to be ready, you know. And, and I was like, well, it's cool. Because, like, you know, a lot of the, the, the Mullen Bimbies, you can find, like, uh, like kind of like a dark raspberry-ish kind of uh, genotype popping up in there. Um, and so I was like, all right, well, you know, strawberry mamba it's, it's mostly flavor and it's a little short push bush um you know the you know kids should end up somewhere you know in the middle would be kind of cool right and that was a 
maybe leaned a little towards the the Mullumbimby side, I would say, um, especially in effect, and that, and that's where they they would just shine. But really cool, um, you know, big bud structure, but with like a looser feel to them, right? Like they, you know, big flowers, but you know, not real densely packed. Um, lots of fruit, a little bit of that woody incense to them, maybe a little bit of like cedar note kind of thing. Um, but the ride, the ride was the fucking coolest because, uh, you know, it started out almost with that, you know, that, that indica type buzz that you, you know, start you off real relaxed and you think you're starting to sink away into the couch and then 10, 15 minutes in that fucking thing and kick in the second gear and your eyeballs would peel back and and uh and away you go. Um accidental though or not, you know, I mean not not exactly accidental, but definitely not a like, okay, these are gonna be now. No, it's fucking she's ready. Get her in there, you know. Um and the uh, and and the uh, the Astro Zombie and another one that just there's a few in there. I I, I have uh, a handful of those left. We're gonna take it another generation. I want to sift through until we find a few of those Rocket Ride girls, um, and uh, kind of work the line with them because uh, you know during my my testing, I at the time I had a bunch of other shit going on so i just dried what i had you know i had probably seven different females and they all ended up getting kind of mixed and matched i was like oh fuck it i'm just gonna smoke through this whole thing and you know if if, if it's good it's good and and but there were a few in there that just they were just incredible man um so we're gonna go look for those and and see if we can't kind of uh um you know, get those to be a little more common. You know, want to you know you want to be able to have your choice of a few of those in a pack, right? So, um, yeah, but that was that was a uh, that was a big win, big win. We'll just have to see if we can uh, kind of capitalize on it and, and make something available to people. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to come though, man. We got the lemon tie guy on deck. Um, I've tested him out against a couple of girls so far. Gonna make more of the pineapple OG uh by lemon tie here pretty shortly. And um, let's see. Let's see what we got going on here. Um <clears throat> we got Bodie's uh we got Bodie's cut of lemon tie, the lemon tie 57. Um, Mr. Kiona was gracious enough to uh, see that I got hooked up with his uh, cut of Vietnamese black, the VB 164. Um, we also have the Cuban black. Uh, it's going to be on deck with the lemon tie, the Frankie's haze. Um, a lemon Himalayan, um, and we got um, monkey paw and um, uh, lima limon that we're gonna make make uh, 
make sure get their way in, in with the lemon tie guy as well. There's a few more um, that'll come up, I'm sure. I haven't gone through everybody yet, but um, we got a good start. And um, I really like what uh you know what we saw in in the uh pineapple outcross i like what we saw in the um next generation of the lemon tie that he was a part of so um high hopes high hopes for this uh for the for the lemon tie line Pantro sent Amelia in chat would like me to ask you about the cock player cut <laughs> the cockfighter and someone asked me about that earlier uh on ig and and I, I i really don't have a whole lot of story to it other than these beans were collected in um the um I, if i'm saying it right the, the bacchiao region of the philippines um they were brought back uh brought back this way and then they were popped and selected by a real deal chicken fighter guy and that's his cut of the filipino so it runs and runs and runs um i took her last time at i think 17 weeks it was probably two or three harvest windows easy you know with those longer longer flowering girls you'll notice that you know a lot of times they'll just keep you know they'll maybe plateau a little bit but if you don't chop them right away they'll start to push out you know fresh stigmas and um you know maybe foxtail a little more and um you know kind of keep going so you have kind of these waves of windows with these longer flowering girls and and um yeah i think i want to say i took her at like 16 weeks it's it's, it's she's a good one <laughs> She's worth the squeeze. 17 weeks. Oh, I'm sure she is, man. Wow, that is amazing. The longest I've had the patience to be able to take something in was indoors was 12 weeks. And I tell you, it ran it and pulled it at so many different, you know, times. And even at 12 weeks, I, I it had room to go. It just, it could have went. But I was like, it was, I told myself, this is the last <laughs> fucking run of this thing. It's got my, and my schedule, my perpetual harvest, all fucked up. It was a tester. It was a tester. And it was like, warning, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. This is going to take fucking forever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why. That's and why you got to mix up. in. You got to mix in the, the the quick gals. You know, you got to mix in some fast ones, and then you just take that. You take that long flowering girl, and you tie that fucking bitch up in the corner, and you just let her go. Um, I literally have a trellis on the wall of one of my tents for that specific reason, and I just weave them in and out, and we'll just paste it right to the. It's the way flat to the wall. Um, Kind of like a uh, um, espalier training fruit trees. Um, but yeah, man, there it's it's, it's definitely a, a test of your patience. It's a test of your 
uh, you know, your, your skills and man, they'll, they'll drive you nuts. It's, they're not easy. Um, indoors, like, you know, indoors, um, you can, you know, limit their, limit their, uh, their root size. That'll help speed them up a little bit. If you give them lot, you know, if, if, if you let them, especially like, you know, I see guys and you're grown in beds and whatnot. Um, you know, where the roots can really stretch and stretch plants are going to run a little longer than if the roots are restricted. If that root ball fucking, you know, can only go so far. Um, they tend to finish off a little faster. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> it's, a. Uh, you know, they can be challenging. Some are, some you just, you know, you're just better off putting them outside. Um, but um, yeah, you know, you can wrangle them in there. Why not? We're going to go to town on these 68 Jamaican lambs bread here. We got them sorted and pre-flowered now. I'm going to throw them back into veg and get them cloned and I appreciate what happens but yeah yeah. on uh, the smaller root size there on the longer ones because it's you know i understand and i appreciate that that's where the the strength in a super strong cannabis lies in my opinion are in some of the longer weak strains you're right i do need to be a little bit more patient on that you know that one in particular i gotta give it some credit but it actually had me so worked up for a while I would I wouldn't even talk about it. You know, it wouldn't when people brought it up, I'd be like, fuck that strain. Fuck that strain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I actually come to terms with it. But man, it was it was um the crosses in it were locomotion by TGA, which was a super loud strain. That blueberry diesel was super loud, and moto breath was another super loud strain. It was amazing for extracts, but I just, it never, I never could finish her up. And I tried it and tried, but I just didn't have the patience. Maybe I still have yeah. some seeds, maybe again, someday. <laughs> well, you know, you try one of the, you know, you get like an intermediate kind of, uh, um, you know, more narrow leaf type of ride plant. Something that finishes around 13 weeks, something that's kind of easy going, you know, so 13, 14 weeks, easy going, that'll break in. Once you grow one of those, you'll want to fucking, you know, that, that'll give you some confidence, you know, and if you like, if, if you like the effect and you want something, you know, you're like, oh, well, that was cool. Maybe we can get something, maybe, you know, turn it up, turn it up even, you know, even higher. That'll give you the confidence to, to venture into, you know, something that maybe runs even longer and, and is even more electric or, you know, even possibly psychedelic. Um, just always seems that those types of things just take longer, right? The really, you know, the fucking rocket rides always take, you know, that extra time it seems like. So, um, but to get there, yeah, man, work your way up. Start with something that, you know, like like I said, that uh, um, that hill tribe, that Mung Tai, that's that's that thirteen weeker there. Um, 
I got to go through some more of those seeds. I, I got to, you know, maybe find a male because I, I just, I love that female so much that maybe we got to, maybe it's time to find a male. Um, yeah. I've heard you mention the ties of quite a few times. What in particular about that Gulfsburg stands out for you? On the Hmong tie? Yeah, the effects. On any of the tie. Pardon? And the the tie, in, the tie in general. You referenced yeah. the chocolate, the lemon. It yeah. sounds like you're a little partial there yeah. to, to the tie. Yeah, it... Um, it did just kind of happen that way, but yeah, it does turn out that I really enjoy them too, though, right? Like, um, you know, like I've gone through a lot of shit over the last three or four years, and they definitely stand out. And it does happen that they all <laughs> they're all tie, um, and they're all a little different too. Like the the my chocolate tie girl that I kept out of that run, she's like. Um, uh, well, I, I, I passed them over to a friend of mine and he had, you know, he took some over to his buddy, the, the old, the old man on the hill. And, um, he, you know, they, they rolled up, rolled up a doobie and, and the dude was just like, you know, kind of floating around the garden with a fucking grin on his face, just kind of like, yeep. and that's and like, that's the best description. Like, what does it feel? Well, that's, that's it. You know, it just, he was just like, you know, uh, a little bit of euphoria and just kind of a dreamy, happy fucking let's go garden kind of. And, um, so that's, that's, that's what I get out of her. The, um, I haven't flowered, finished flowering out Bodie's, uh, Bodie's cut yet. But um, the one that I kept to the lemon tie, yeah, again, had a nice little fucking pizzazz to it without being real. Um, there's definitely no paranoia in, in either of those. Not that not for me anyway. Um, the uh, the Hmong tie was a little racier and there are some fucking there are some, you know, more uh, um, kind of uh, curtain grabbing. Uh, selections to be found in there, but they're they're mellow, and um, you know you can smoke and smoke them, and and it's maybe not quite a no ceiling type of high, but it's definitely not. You know you can keep smoking that shit, and you can keep getting fucking high on it. Um, maybe not quite like a Colombian, but um. No, that's real enjoyable. It doesn't put you in the into the couch. It doesn't make you, uh, you know. I like I smoke. I like to smoke. I, I like, love the flavor. So um, I don't necessarily want to be, you know, taking a fucking nap every two hours. So um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I was drawn to those, and and they're they're definitely some of my uh, um, some of my favorite keepers, the mung and the chocolate, especially the lemon. I got to get back from a buddy of mine. Um, but, um, yeah, they're, they're pretty awesome as they are again, uh, uh, for me anyway, a happy medium. That's like an all day kind of smoke, you know? Um, 
you know, the longer running shit is cool when you, when you're ready for that kind of, uh, when you're ready for that kind of ride. But, um, for the most part, these are great all purpose. I can, you know, I can, I can go to sleep on it if, you know, if need be. Um, and they're not gonna, they're not gonna knock me out or, you know, knock the, uh, you know, knock the energy out of me or anything like that. So yeah, I, I definitely, I like the ties. I like the ties. I like to think that you bring that up, man. There's, I've tested some strains that have actually made me question my health. That's why I don't, that's why I've been, well, this whole sleepy thing is why I, I grew up on some, uh, some OG Kush a long time ago that was just pure, pure gas, jet fuel. And then I just, it, I learned a lesson with that around about monocropping because it, I was just down for months. But as a tester, you know, I test a lot of strains, <laughs> and you know, sometimes you don't know what you're gonna get. And man, like I said, sometimes man, the things make me question my health. Man, you smoke uh -huh. one and set up and eat buzz too. You know, you know, <laughs> a week or two into that, you're like, man, I just can't fucking stay awake, man. <laughs> I've been down. <laughs> yeah, man. And you go, well, fuck, man. You smoke a lot of weed. Maybe it's that new shit you smoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so that's definitely one of my one of my you know goals and in, in uh you know kind of making seeds here is to get some stuff that i can like you know the, the kind of the kind of smoke that i can smoke pretty much all fucking day and not you know get real cloudy or dumb you know i need a nice clear energetic buzz without being too fucking wild um we can save that for another uh save that for another cut right but for your average like you know kind of daily driver types you know um your go-tos um yeah that's kind of that's that's my goal so we want to definitely revisit um we're going to revisit that mullenbimbi mambo um continue that line forward maybe uh mix that in with um you know the mung thai or the mung thai viet cross the the um astro zombie something like that but that's just uh again that wasn't a you know that wasn't a hard thought out project or anything like that it just lined up and they turned out pretty fucking cool so um We'll uh we'll we'll definitely revisit those and 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 the Astro Zombie. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, might have to be tamed down a little bit for some people, but we'll see. There's lots to work with, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Sounds like some amazing stuff coming up. I hope so. I mean, you know. If, it's, uh, you know, again, it, you know, can make all the sense in the world on paper and, you know, if it's not the right male or just not the right cross overall, it's just not going to work out or, but, um, we'll again, throw a bunch. I hate to point that out, but you're absolutely right, man. That back to that pack of seeds, price of that pack of seeds, man. Yeah. There's a yeah, lot of inbreeding, just like you say, there are they're not all winners. There's a lot of strikeouts 
in that process as well, you know. And unfortunately, that's somewhat in in the price a little bit. There's some ups and downs, and you know, but it is what it is, you know. There's time, like like we said earlier, a lot of time and effort into that. A lot of, and like, I'm glad you pointed out that you really it's a good one because it's very true. You don't know, you really don't know until you throw it out. So, uh, do you have any in particular uh, male that you are currently working with, or one that you use like the backbone of it all? No, um, you know the two. Well, the the you know the lemon tie was a standout right from the go. Like I have some. Uh, there's a few pics of him on my on my IG feed. He's a fucking honker. Um, and you know all his progeny. You know he, he definitely adds that similar flower structure. Um, he himself wasn't a big resin producer, but the line you know like his sisters were like his sisters are just stupid like you know that resin all over the petioles and shit you know um uh that comes through from him you know judging by what we've seen out of out of uh you know his children um from the couple that we've crossed him to so Right now, like, you know, he's he's the most proven. And, um, you know, the NL5, we're going to find out exactly what he's all about. That wouldn't be, you know, it's like, you know, the, the NL5 guy and the outcrosses there, that would be like a first step, right? So we have, there's a few in particular that I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the progeny. And if, you know, if they meet expectations, then maybe that's where I would start to look for my next fella. Because we're looking for, um, you know, just a little fucking frost boss with a knockdown power. Um, that'll be our kind of... Uh, broadleaf quick finishing side you know our mail to feature for that kind of stuff at least for the time being you know um so there's a few there's a few uh there's a few girls that we got uh eyeballed for uh for that and we'll just we'll have to see how they how they how they pan out um the black maui mail i got a i got a couple of things that i'm testing out from him um and then let me think here we got a cherry west mail that we're going to check out and then a buddy of mine is um he is going to possibly we're going to see about bringing in an old um white rhino and uh possibly a chronic mail a little do some little throwback work you know um i like old shit 
I like old shit, you know, and, um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe other people will too, even if just for the, you know, to kind of revisit some of that old stuff, it's not gonna, you know, you're not reinventing any, any wheels or anything, but, um, yeah, it might be fun for some, you know, for some people. We'll see what the, you know, see what the feedback is and whether it's worth the time and, and the effort. I think it'd be kind of cool. Um, you know, especially with that, with that white rhino male, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, especially I have a couple of white widow cuts. It would be, uh, you know, that would be, uh, neat to see, you know, what comes out of that as kind of a, 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 a back cross of some sorts. Right. It's all similar seed stock, I believe. In fact, it might even be the same male or the same female in, 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 one, uh, in one respect. So we'll see. Um, just a lot of great possibilities out there right now. And we'll just, uh, um, you know, see where it takes us. I, I, you know, I like to get feedback from the, you know, from the people on Instagram and, uh, you know, kind of see what, the uh, you know see what the uh, what the demand is and, and what people are digging on and um, and offer something like it and you know maybe offer something a little different too you know kind of tease them over to the trying something that they maybe wouldn't have uh, normally tried so try and have a variety of different stuff and you know if it all works out we'll have a, we'll have a nice little drop this fall. Um, we're doing a, uh, a, a preliminary drop from some, uh, some gear that I have, that I still have on, on hand. Um, I'll go through the list real quick. It'll be, um, uh, Ruby Vine Afghani, uh, Neville's Haze 21 by Mullen Bimby Madness F3, uh, Yukia Berry. Lemon Tie, Purple Pakistani Shit Trial, Northern Lights Number Five, and Vietnamese Black all going up on. Let's see here. Uh, with the cats from the Future Cannabis Projects, uh, they're found at www.daga. That's D-A-G-G-A. Dot love, um, and also uh, Labyrinth Seed Company is going to get most of the drop there and then james uh james bean from seeds here now is going to get uh, a package as well and that'll kick it off you know our, our uh, official seed bank drops and then this fall we'll hopefully have a a nice lineup to add to that um We'll see how that Northern Lights guy pans out. We do have, you know, like I had mentioned, some other stuff that's in the works as well. Um, some straight lines, whether they're, you know, the Jamaican or um, I'll do another. I'm going to do a more focused breeding of the Pakistani. Um, I do have the Pakistani purple, uh, uh, the purple Pakistani male on deck as well. Um so maybe we can fit them in. I don't know. We'll have to see. With the with the weather turning, we got a little extra space opened up. Uh, um, and uh, maybe we can fire him off. It just depends on what else is going on. 
So maybe, but um, yeah, we'll have a few different uh, uh, of the um, heirlooms and whatnot, and then whatever comes out of these uh, these NL five testers. So fingers crossed on those, man. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like a pretty full card, man. It sounds like a pretty full card. What do you do with all that sweet, stinky fucking seeded bud? Oh, uh, most of <laughs> like the seeded shit, like I, I, I just let it dry, 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 and then uh, run it over a screen. That splits, you know, splits most of the seeds out. I collect, you know, a good amount of the glands. I make a little fucking, you know, usually like, you know, I'll be taking down, you know, a few different plants all seeded with the same guy. So we'll do just one at a time. We'll run them all over the screen. And so I'll end up with a, you know, kind of like a hodgepodge hash out of the, <laughs> out of what's left. <clears throat> I do need to uh, dedicate some uh sensimila space so i can make some proper bubblegum hash this spring for this summer i've been uh then i you know that's one thing that uh i'm almost wondering i think you almost i can't wait to see i can't wait to see you at one point hopefully this will stay you sit back in your mind but i think the bubble hash that you'll make out of that seeded bud, or you know what I mean, versus the bubble you'll make out of the Sunsmilia, I'm willing to bet your seeded bubble will be better and stronger than your Sunsmilia bubble from the same string. And you, you will know that because you created you you should be able to pick it, pick out the subtlety. Yeah, I'll have to you know I'll have to make note of that and like see if I can't set aside some pure fucking seedless like whatever and then some that's been because I I mean again I haven't sat down to like really take note of it but I've heard or at least have you know people say that in their you know like in their experience anyway is that the seeded seeded weed was you know you can say it's it's better um you you know um at, at the very least it's different i guess right um i'm not gonna say it's better but i think that's but, the um, missing link that right. we remember yeah know, well yeah now to back in the day well, there's also a, there's also a, a, you know, possibly something to the to the cure as well. Where there's, you know, because there's more of a, um, you know, maybe not intentionally, right? But just you know, from being bricked up the way it is or was, right? You know that that you know that green brown brickweed. You know, it 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 had the 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 capability anyway of of having a um, a cure to it, right? Like you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the um, the Malawi cob curing process. 
so they take you know you take your herb and you know they grow these really wispy sativas right so after just a couple of days where the outsides of the flower is crispy but you know it's still juicy in the middle they'd take the plant and wrap it up real tight you know wrap the flowers up real tight in corn husks and then put the corn you know put these bundles in the in the in the thatch in their roofs to cure and so the heat and the pressure and the lack of oxygen and all these things combined uh, to create like this kind of alcoholic fermentation i guess right and so it breaks the plant down a bit differently than just if you had hung it you know and dried it and so there's a little bit to it i guess and that does change the you know the chemical makeup of the plant converts this and that or whatever but anyway this cat uh he started this thread over on ic mag about this whole process and so you know he's pretty much got it down to a freaking science and this guy like he eats it it's, it's to the point where it's to the point where like it's been totally converted where he just takes a little slice like tenths of a gram and straight up chews on the shit and then eventually he swallows it and gets high as fuck um because it's already gone through that you know whatever it is dropping the carboxyl group or whatever the fuck it is i'm i don't it's not exactly my wheelhouse but you know people out there will be able to correct me um but um just a whole different approach and a whole different eye, I guess. Well, yeah, I, I that's possible, huh? You have like we have a gentleman this brickweed uh, that that had that around. had that same effect. What's that now? We have a gentleman around. We have a gentleman that around the cannabis genetic memory farms there that uh, is. We've been working that process as well. I wonder if he isn't part of that thread. But uh, it's, it, it takes away the smell too, doesn't it? You know, it's kind of, you can be yeah. a little incognito with, the, with that same process. Oh, there's like, there's, it takes, you know, the, the smell changes completely and, and the fucking bag appeal, forget about it. It looks, they look like, you know, um, so the whole process of wrapping it and then tying them, um, you know, you tie them wicked tight. So you try and, you know, trap all that shit in there. Um, it, yeah, they come out looking pretty gnarly, dude. It like, you know, some of them look like, like little fox turds or something. Right? But yeah, I, I guess that's, uh, you know, that's a common thing, you know, you know, for, for them. And, uh, you know, in that region, I'm probably not, I, I imagine there's, there's similar preparations in, in, in other areas of the world, but, um, that, you know, I, I'm, I'm just wondering if it doesn't have something in common though, with the whole brickweed thing and just that whole packaging process of bricking it up was similar to that cob curing. And maybe it did like, you know, and it was, I mean, it's like, it was Mexican weed to begin with. So it was fucking, you know, it should have been, should have been kind of spacey to begin with. Right. 
almost like a midway route. I never really thought about it, but you you, you might be on to something there. I wanted before I get you know get too further into that because you're I think you're onto something. I wanted to uh, you know uh, throw out another something I've learned lately with uh, another guest I you was uh, Gus Rose, and he does he kind of is doing a similar process I guess as that, but when he's he's growing uh, tobacco inside of his tent too, but instead of the corn cob. Uh, the corn husk, he's like ripping off a leaf of that fresh tobacco and rolling the cannabis in there and then rolling it in uh, uh, tinfoil and drying it like that. You know, right on. But kind of similar. Kind of similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah, again, like, you know, so, you know, maybe there's, there's similar um you know, similar type preparations in, you know, various parts of the world. Like, okay, so it's a little different here or there, you know, like the tobacco leaf or, um, yeah, it's pretty cool though. But, and there's gotta be, there's, you know, there's gotta be something to it. And I'm, uh, it, it, it reminds me of this cat who built a, you know, he wanted to look into the whole curing process a little deeper and really, the only thing we have to compare it to, I guess, right, is tobacco. Like, what else do we fucking dry and smoke on a mass fucking scale? Um, like we do tobacco and cannabis. So he started looking into the curing process of tobacco and then kind of translated that into um, a device or, you know, a cabinet that would replicate the you know the whole tobacco process right so there's a heat element you know it's not just a room temperature thing there has you have to fucking add some heat i don't know what temperature he ended up you know uh deciding on or whatever worked for him but either way the you know the device had some ventilation and had a heating system and you know, the whole idea was that, you know, that you would pile the shit up. You wouldn't hang it so that, you know, the like all pretty like, right? You'd, you'd pile it up and then turn this fucking thing on. And, you know, you'd have to turn the pile a couple of times, but it didn't take long for it to dry out. You know, it did speed the process up a little bit, but then it was... Uh, you know, according to him, I never smoked anything out of this thing, but, uh, you know, apparently this was, a, you know, again, similar processes involved. Apparently he said that, you know, there was an alcoholic fermentation that takes place and where the, um, you know, plant burns up whatever it needs, carbohydrates or whatever. It needs the heat in order for all that shit to take place. The alcoholic fermentation won't take place at room temperature. Um, kind of, from what I recall, um, general idea. I, like, again, I, it, it was, this was many years ago, but that's the basic idea is that he took these principles from curing tobacco and then, you know, and, and, 
you can, you know, see the similarities to the um, African cob curing. And then again with, um, you know, the, the one you mentioned with the tobacco leaves. So yeah, they're all, uh, you know, they all have that, again, the, you know, the um, wrapping up and sealing off after, you know, you've kind of dried the plant halfway, wrap it up tight, 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 and then store it someplace warm so that it can ferment, or I, I guess, I, I don't know if that's the right word, but um, yeah, man, like, like I said, horrible bag appeal, but it's supposed to just space you the fuck out. So something I definitely need to give, <laughs> give a try. I can't believe that the old uh, breakweed presses there were the beginning of of rosin press. I can't believe somebody didn't, you know, <laughs> right? You know, forward. Somebody didn't scrape the fucking the compactor and go, hey, well, it, well yeah, <laughs> it probably shit. Some, some kids scrape the damn thing so it'll work, you know. Yeah, you keep the shit, just scrape it, keep it clean. Imagine all the right. imagine all the resin that was just packed in on the on those machines though, right? <laughs> had to be tons. Had to be tons. <laughs> those were crazy days, man. I hope I hope that uh the future generations just never see that shit other than possibly in a preserved in a cannabis museum at some point. <laughs> Man, I'll Still tell you what, though. I wish, I wish I would have kept bag seed and bag seed and bag seed that, you know, we, we just didn't, you know, we didn't realize what, and, and I don't know if we ever had any really stellar Mexican. This was shit. This was in the fucking 90s. So we never really had any stellar Mexican anyway. But I mean, you know, think back if you were, you know, if you were a teenager in the 70s, were you thinking about putting those, you know, those beans away? Because by now all that shit is tainted, right? I mean, pretty much anything you get your hands on that wasn't, you know, taken out of there decades ago 50 years ago um 40 50 years ago by now it's all been you know you got to go deep you got to go deep to where you're not going to see tourists or anything like that and so i think some of the work that uh you know uh like the indian land race exchange guys and uh, land race mafia guys and there's there's several of them that are out there collecting from farmers that are fucking you know pretty isolated and have been farming their shit for you know years and years and years and years and probably generations of uh farmers so but i mean and it's it's getting scarce right you really got to be um you really got to be on the ground or have someone on the ground in those areas. It's like a, a local that knows what the fuck is up. Um, you know, because you got, you got uh, a lot of hybridization for various reasons, various people bringing shit in or, you know, I mean, it, 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 it all eventually gets kind of mixing in with the, you know, with the local, uh, you know, the local varietals. 
So in order to in order to score anything that's you know still pure, you either got to go way back or you got to go into the fucking jungle to find somebody to go into the jungle. <laughs> Unfortunately. So when we do get some, you know, stuff like that, we got to, you know, make seed. Even if you just make a few, make a few hundred, pass them on to your friends. You know, keep that kind of stuff going. That's, you know, the, the motivation behind just a lot of the stuff that I purchased just to have, you know, in my collection. You know, in my seed collection was, you know, because it hadn't been outcrossed yet. And it was like, all right, these are little preservation projects. And, you know, Snow High uh, has a lot of cool shit like that. And, um, you know, I picked up some stuff from Coastal and, um, uh, you know, Bodie's, Bodie's always got fantastic work. And, you know, he's got the... Um, uh, the the seed trusts uh, kind of section of his seed company there. It's got a lot of cool land race land races and heirlooms and you know so you know even if you don't plan on you know you have no uh, uh, no intentions of ever you know putting anything on the market make some make some seeds pass them around. Um, make sure that those things don't get lost. Uh, you know, because I, I... What's the oldest thing you have? The oldest... Well... Uh, see the... Well, the, um... Yeah, the, um... Well, they're... The preservation of, anyway, these would be... These are at F4. These are the... the um... The 1968 lamb's bread collected by the Bushmen and then preserved um, helped to be preserved by the Vibes Collective um, so those go back quite a ways um, that's the only thing that I really have a, any like kind of a solid date on um, so yeah they go back pretty far and uh, as far as so they come out uh, how would be the process of popping them Jones yeah if if you had you know like these were at f4 so they were you know in the last five or ten years ten years maybe i would i would imagine um and so i had no problems getting those open if you know you have some questionable seeds um some older seeds, maybe some that you weren't really sure how well they were stored. Um, I mean, at the very least, make a little seed tonic, a little seed sprout tonic. Um, take some, take some bag seed, sprout it till they have a little, you know, their tails are popping out, and I take those and mash them up, and um you know, add a little distilled water, maybe a pinch of aloe powder or aloe juice. And, um, and I'll use those to sprout because, you know, the, just that, that freshly sprouted seed has all kinds of fucking growth hormones and good shit. It has to, right? 
was they're you know getting ready to start life and uh so you just take those right away right after they sprouted so people eat those sprouted grains all the time right they put them in smoothies and shit and whatever i'm sure um so that's what i make my seed sprout tonic with um and uh for any that are on the old side and if you're look if you got you know if you just got a few and they're really valuable um you know your best your best bet is to find you know someone with a lab coat or with that kind of skill and have them do an embryonic rescue Um, you know you can do it yourself but you'd want to practice a lot first you know to be able to fucking remove the shell take the embryo out of the shell and then place it into a sterile medium where it can grow unfettered um but again yeah find someone with that kind of equipment and talent um and someone that you trust if it's something that's that valuable um you know that tissue culture shit is amazing but it's like there's not many people doing it and you know it's a hard thing giving over your you know your prized cut or your you know seed stock from you know woodstock or whatever right see you know i'm this is my thoughts on the tissue culture i i can appreciate tissue culture for preservation so like say you as a breeder you've got you know we're we're all kind of limited bro shit happens it would be nice for you as a breeder if you could add tissue culture yourself so in case something happens you know you could bring it back recreate some strains throw that shit back out it's not the genetic hunt like it would be to bring it back if everything would be lost now with that being said i don't like the idea of taking that same mapping that you could take from them cultures and then designer strain from that. You know, my thoughts on yeah, I would rather see just natural breeding in cannabis go on, but in tissue culture form, just be as a, a library of things to be kept, not necessarily a, a toolbox of things for the future. Yeah, I'm, you know, I mean, the lab, the, the lab coat type breeders, they're going to be able to take, you know, a little sample plants and be able to do all kinds of really cool shit. And, okay. You know, but as you know, like you mentioned though, as far as, you know, keeping a library tissue culture is where it's fucking at, man. I mean, Jesus, I can't imagine, you know, being able to keep, you know, hundreds of plants, and you know, under under a, 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 a you know a three foot lamp setup kind of situation, right? Like one little setup could you know uh, be sufficient for you know it's just like test tubes, right? So I mean, that's like that's the future of keeping a library for sure, and just being able to refresh plants the way you know, like I've you know seen. A, a couple of testimonies now about old tired cuts that 
you know, they're just really bitchy and, um, you know, like tough to get them to root and, you know, whatever the, whatever the issue may be. And after a couple rounds of, uh, of, uh, you know, tissue culture regeneration, I guess you could call it. They're like smack banging again. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, what can be done, but yeah, on the other hand, there's, you know, again, it's, you're, you're trusting people with your, your, your best genetics. Nobody's going to bother with tissue culture, you know, some tired ass cut, you know, you're only going to fucking go to those kind of lengths for something, you know, really special, at least at this point anyway. So it's really hard to get anyone to give anything up. Um, you know, it's just hard to, hard to trust anyone. I mean, look around at the industry, right? It's just, whew. there's some less than cool people doing less than cool shit. So you get everyone's kind of on their, you know, on their guard when it comes to stuff like this. But definitely, man, I mean, if, if it, you know, if you could have, um, you know, even just a, a intermediate type kit that, you know, people that would catch on, man, I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd fucking love to have a fucking a tissue culture library. Are you kidding me? Holy shit. Take up so much less space. You could just pull me on it. It takes a while to get you to fucking veg or whatever, but you keep yourself fucking organized. And, uh, you know, you keep your whole library in a fucking, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, just a tiny little setup. Just amazing. Ah! Totally cool. I think so. Like, the, like we talked about a little bit earlier for the importance of the males. You know, them are, them are true gems when you're a breeder, man. They're so hard to find for something that is worthy of, well, more game with. So if you to tissue culture, that is, you know, that library as well, I think would be fucking pretty, I mean, just the whole setup would be fucking pretty cool. Oh, and I think we're not far from that. I'm really too far from that grain. No, not at all. Not at all. And I mean, you know, because there's, you know, this the 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 stuff they're doing with the, you know, kind of like gene editing and splicing and all that kind of crazy fucking sci-fi shit. I, I mean, they're yeah, they're they're way ahead of anything that I I ever imagined. You know, when I was first chucking seeds into a cornfield. <laughs> and location, 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 I guess, man. It's like, right now would be like the perfect time to team up with somebody in that kind of field or with that kind of knowledge and say Oklahoma with that unlimited plant count. Man, you could you could do some cool shit real fast if you had a nice collection of seeds. <laughs> pop oh, yeah. it. Library, pop it. Library, pop 
popping. There's a jam library. Oh, man. Woo. I love popping seeds. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Right on. Seeds are amazing, <laughs> man. I, I just read a book on it. I suggest if you, you know, your seed guy, it's called The, the Triumph of Seeds. It's available on Audible. And it, it was a pretty good book, man. I learned a lot of shit about seeds. Mm. Yeah, I thought one point I thought you I heard you talking about um, you know, people eat and drinking the you know seeds sprouts or seeds. Uh, one point they brought out in the book where so what the reason why some seeds aren't edible and are used as sometimes as medicines is uh, it's just nature's way of going hey fucking don't eat this it's for reproduction <laughs> it's important these are seeds of life you know don't I, eat them. My, <laughs> I thought. yeah man it's funny how a lot of that shit works isn't it you know everything has a purpose so, but yeah so man. if you could what strain would you mind a crop um, fuck, man, that's so hard. I mean, you know, actually, the one, no, the one that I was monocropping for a little while. This, um, um, you know, shout out to the professor over at uh, Dynasty Genetics for that fucking honey badger haze, boy. Um, Dub, I will get you those slips. They're coming next week. Um. <laughs> yeah he, i had a buddy he's like hey you gotta send me that thing back it's uh, it's awesome he's like it's really unique it's got like this melon vanilla kind of uh know, there's a little woody sharp note in there i guess um i don't know it's it's awesome i love i love the plant i grew out a little freebie pack you know and there was three females and you know, not one of them were disappointing to grow, right? Like, not even, you know, it's like, oh, fuck, man, I'd keep it, I'd keep any one of these and grow it at least one more time, right? Um, and this one in particular, I've I kept around for a few years now, and uh, yeah, it's just, she's she's easy, she goes fat. The only, you know, my only complaint is that, you know, she, she does the fucking uh, party girl flop at like, you know, four or five weeks, just fucking flop right over. Bing. Um, but like, other than that, she's just about fucking perfect, man. And uh, so, yeah, uh, that that's she should be a good monocropper. And I like and it is it's a good pretty much fucking all day kind of smoke. Um I can I can go to sleep on it. I I have some friends that get a little fucking googly on it, but um, yeah, that's not a bad monocropper. So shout out to the shout out to the professor at Dynasty. Fucking hell of a job. He's got some other shit there that that Magoo. I I, I never picked that up, but uh, people rave about that one too. And uh, he's he's got several there. That pineapple fields I see a lot of as well. So I'll have to do a little something more with her. I crossed her uh, to um, 
Well, the Tom Hill Hayes mail. When I read, when I when I did the F twos of Tom Hill Hayes, I pulled a mail out. The real hazy looking fucking guy, real Colombian kind of looking fella, uh, and hit him to my uh, honey badger cut. And so there's a few out there, and I still have a few packs on on hand. Actually, I think um, of the Tommy Badger, which uh, a little you know a little faster. A little faster, you know, probably about 13, maybe 14 weeks. Um, you might find a couple outliers that run a little faster, you know, run a little longer. Um, but pretty cool combination, but that's a great plant. That's a great fucking plant. We'll definitely have to play around with her a little more. So I heard you mention, uh, like, finding a gem and a freebie. I have found a lot of great shit and some previous as well. Do you think uh, sometimes some of that shit just don't make it because uh, either one of two reasons uh, people get it as a freebie and kind of throw it in the collection and think of it as, hey, he's a freebie, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Must not be that good. Or uh, just a lack of, you know, input. You know what I mean? People do pop them and find it's fire and just don't reach back out to the breeder and go, hey, this is worth, you know, continuing. And then, the, or and it just falls to the side. Because it is, man. Some of them freebies are fire. There's, there's a couple that I, um, that I'm going to have to remake. One will have to be a like a version two kind of situation because I don't have both the parents. Um, but there's a couple of freebies that I got to redo because, like you know, you know, people will pick up a few packs, and then you know the order will get there and they'll pop the freebies. And, okay, well, <laughs> all right then, and you know, and I get it's, it's great because I get you know almost instant feedback, you know, within. You know, within weeks, I'm already finding out how, you know, how they're liking them. So, yeah, for me, um, I have to try and keep in mind that, uh, you know, at some point, you might have to just, like, go ahead and make a bunch and put them on the menu so that, you know, people can just outright buy them and, you know, buy a full pack or, or you know, a breeder pack or whatever. Um but yeah, that's like you know the the you know your 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 clientele dic, you know can often dictate what you know what you're gonna do if they want you know if they they love the freebies if they love that shit too it's like well why don't you sell this fuck well I don't know I didn't make a whole bunch that's you know that's usually what the freebies end up as it's like oh I, you know I looked through a few and they you know I like the plants but we just don't have a lot. So we give them away, or it's something that you know, well, maybe not ready to release. You know, I've given up. You know, I've, I've put up some stuff that was like, well, we're still looking into it. I got people asking about it, so I'm like, well, we'll just put it into the free. You know, that'll be your, you know, that'll be your freebie. Um, but yeah, man, I gotta, I gotta definitely be, uh, be aware that. At any time, I should, you know, be able to reproduce that stuff, because 
you know, some of them you just don't, I don't know. It's like, you know, I, I, yeah, I like the plan or I like the combination, but I, you know, personally just didn't think, um, that it would, that it would go that fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I gave away a shitload of, um, well, maybe not a shitload, yeah, several hundred of the, um, what was it? Chocolate Diesel by Pineapple Tie. Gave away a bunch of those. And, um, you know, people were hitting me back. They're like, this plant's fucking awesome. I'm like, oh, all right, well, I wish I would have paid more. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> And I didn't like. I ended up losing the mom, and um, yeah, I don't have either parent. I don't think. No, I don't. So, um, yeah, kind of a loss there. And I didn't keep any for myself to do uh, to do any, you know, kind of uh, line work. So, shit. If you got them, enjoy the hell out of them. And if you do have, like, if you still got beans, you find a male, make some more, put them out there. What about there? Because I don't have any. <laughs> I, think that, uh, I, I also appreciate the fact that you, you know you are breeding with some uh, some good stuff that isn't really you know uh, hype, hype great strains that aren't you know hype hype. You know I hate to see that being uh, the choices of breeders currently, letting the market kind of dictate what's going to happen in their garden or their breeding program. Because, uh, you know, I think it's going to kind of make a great, a great cannabis at some point. But um, with that being said, do you have any advice to potential seed buyers to, you know, Kind of maybe look a little deeper and you know go past the hype because I'm afraid right now, you know, with this emerging market, you know, states going medical and wreck, you know, there's every day there's more and more people taking that growth. And I'm afraid with that first adventure as they look out there, that's what they're looking for is hype, 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 because that's all they fucking know. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, you know, I don't. I don't have a great answer. I, I, I would, you know, just you know, make your make yourself known in the community. Not necessarily yourself, but make the community known to kind of the you know the average or the new customers. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know a great answer. I mean, I know, I know what, I know what we need to happen. Right. Um, I, I, I have more, I have more hope for the future of things, you know, as far as like, you know, the gene pool and, you know, will things still be around and where, you know, is it, you know, because there was for a while there, it was like, oh, fuck, we're just going to end up with like this muddied mess. Right. And, you know, inbreeding can, well, you know, while inbreeding can bring out some, uh, you know, some outstanding uh, specimens, 
you know, when done as, you know, you see a lot of it today, just kind of fucking chucking in it, you know, hype it, hype it, hype, right? Find a hype pack and throw it at a hype clone and fucking, you know, you got the new hype. Um, that kind of reckless shit. But I'm not, you know, I think there's enough people out there that, that, that understand and have an appreciation for um, how we got here. And, you know, you're going to see people kind of, you know, collecting and, and, and growing and um, passing on some of these um, kind of classics and heirlooms and keeping that stuff alive so that there's always something to kind of go back to, right? Um, you know, they can fuck up everything with, you know, dessert times cookies times a fucking some sort of, you know, chem, you know, the whatever the chem flavor of the week and mix it all together and then breed it over and over again. And that's fine. You need, you know, it looks pretty. I guess it probably finishes fast. I guess it's got an all right stone and the fucking average customers are, you know, they love that shit. That's great. You know, it's like not everybody's going to buy, um, you know, not everybody's going to buy the, uh, the, uh, you know, the heirloom tomato, right? Like some people are just like, no, I just want a fucking tomato. I don't care like, how old the fucking thing is or, you know, what I don't care. Um, so, you know, there's, there's some really great customers out there. There's some really great people that are perpetuating and kind of keeping the gene pool spicy, um, you know, bringing in heirlooms and mixing them with other heirlooms and classics. And, you know, occasionally you'll see, you know, kind of a fun little mix with something a little more modern, not necessarily like a fucking Skittles or whatever, but you know, maybe something a little more modern. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fucking cats out there um, that, um, you know, that are helping keep it alive. They're holding on to, um, you know, some of the old classics and, um, you know, passing them around to some fucking cool people and making sure that, um, you know, that we don't lose, you know, how we got here, or at least parts of it anyway, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I have more hope than I did at, you know, at one point a few years ago, I thought, oh, fucking, but the more I, the more people I got to, got to know, um, and, uh, you know, what I see going on as far as the collections going on and some of the work that people are doing, it's like, oh, fuck, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. There'll always be some really good, you know, variety, whether it be, you know, from the Americas or something from uh, Southeast Asia or, you know, the, the, the shit that was growing on, you know, an island uh, in BC for the last, 50 years or whatever, you know, it's, we'll be fine. 
I love that outlook. I love that outlook. I think you're right too, because you know, with more and more people starting to grow, I think we're gonna find more and more passionate people like yourself and some of the other quality grow our breeders out there uh, that will put forth the work and come across amazing things. I mean, we're just really getting started. I mean, shout out to you know the original pioneers that risked. <laughs> risked it all to get us here, you know, by breeding and putting forth and sustaining, you know, the whole loop of it all. But man, we're coming on the press with this, but all we're all waking up, so we might just come across some amazing things, just like you said, both in keeping things, you know, uh, preserved but moving on forward too, man. It, it's I'm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what cannabis has in store for us. For sure, man. So, how are we doing on time, Mister Two K? How are we doing? On I time? I didn't even realize what I don't know what time is it. <laughs> it's one thirty. I'm still good. Good. All right, just checking it. Just checking it. <laughs> so, uh, what are some of some of the uh, your some of your favorite events? Some of the places that cannabis has taken. Oh, I don't, uh, dude. I'm a hermit. I'm a fucking hermit. Um. <laughs> and it's you know i i, I uh yeah no I, I i don't really get out i i, I kind of travel through you know I, I have kind of collected plants from all over the place that have traveled from hand to hand and some have come a very long way and um yeah, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of cool history, you know, in, in, in these old cuts. And um, just the work and, and dedication and vigilance that it takes to maintain something like that for not just years, but decades. You know the the risks involved and the sacrifices made. Um, it's been a real pleasure to be able to uh, you know to see some of these and be able to enjoy them and think that you know you got to realize, man, some of the shit. You know, these plants are older than the fucking kids that are peddling them, right? You know, we got the kid that's still fucking wet behind the ears on the fucking counter at the dispensary, smell selling selling chem dog. <laughs> fucking plants a dozen years older than he is, right? <laughs> oh. So it's been a real pleasure to be able to kind of uh, 
to be able to spend time with some of these plants and and, and again you just think man like how far this thing's traveled and how many different hands and you know how many different gardens and how many different people have fucking gotten to enjoy the the, the fruits of that that labor and that love it's uh yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. I'm just really, uh, really glad to be a part of it. And, um, you know, made the connections that I've made along the way, and the people that have helped me get here, and um, you know, made all of this possible. So. Hey. Uh... Any possible events or anything you're looking forward to? I mean, summer is just kicking off. Is, is there anything you're going to check out this year? No, I'm, uh, you know, I they got that Gene Traders thing around, you know, that comes up not, well, maybe not close by, but within a state or two. That'd be a kind of a cool event to attend at some point. Um, oh, I'd like to check that out. And the, um, well, this fucking Rona thing has kind of fucked everything, you know, all the gatherings up the last year and a half. So, but that, that, um, I'm trying to think what the hell they call it. You're right. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, you know the emerald cup of the northeast whatever the harvest cup harvest cup i was really look i was actually gonna try and make my way over there it would have been well it would have been you know last fall or you know last winter but you know none of that shit ever happened so that was a real shit show shame that'd be a good time though So do you think at some point that uh, certified cuts will come into play as well? A what now? Uh, such a thing as, like, say, certified cuts to where, like, a breeder selected, you know, certified, skip, skip the, if you wanted to skip the seed process, you know, this is oh, yeah. the breeder cut. Yeah. Know? certified paper like a you know like a dog almost. right right i see what you're saying um i don't i don't know um i mean i guess they kind of already do like you know with um uh what's his nuts there i can't remember who the guy is there that uh the bruce banner guy um you know, like oh, he Dark released, Horse. yeah, Dark Horse, Jason. right, right. So, like, he released his own. He released the banner cuts through, like, a certain dispensary or you know, set of dispensary, you know, however it went down. But you know, so like everybody knew where to get the legit, you know, breeder supplied Bruce Banner, and I guess he had a couple different ones or something like that, right? Um, but um, so yeah, I guess you kind of already have something like that. But at some point, 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's going to get like even fucking crazy. You'll, you'll have like the, you so, know, with the drug companies come in and that? would you cloud it with like multiple cuts or would you only release the one to keep the confusion kind of or unless, you know, you've had two outstanding, maybe, I don't know. Would you release a couple of different ones like you did? It just like I don't know. Even met and it graded up a little bit to confuse well, everybody. Well, if what? if I had kept well, like if I keep two different out of the same line, it's because they're they're both pretty. They're both different, you know. Um, I I mean I tend to pick the weirdos as it is, um, but um, so if I kept two out of out of a line, they'd be like. You know, one would lean towards mama and the other would lean towards the old man kind of thing. So it would definitely be like, yeah, here, you know, they're the same same lineage, but it kind of depends on which parent you prefer type of situation. That if, if it were me, I don't know. I've, I've never had the, um, I never had the banner, I don't think. No. And, um, so I, I can't really speak on like, um, you know, his different selections or whatever. I did, I, I heard him talking about it the other day. And I, so I have to go back and, and re-listen to it again because I'm sure he went over it and I was just kind of, you know, I listened to him, uh, the podcast and shit like that on my headphones while I'm bopping away in the, in the garden and doing this and that. So sometimes I'm, focus and sometimes i'm not but yeah 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 so if there were two different cuts yeah they'd, they'd, they'd have to be like it'd have to be pretty pretty different like i said you know one 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 of me like more like mama with a little bit of dad and then you know vice versa So is Seeds uh, the only uh, place in the cannabis industry you uh, you plan on staying? Is there any other places you may branch out in the future? Yeah, no, this is probably it. Um, I don't, uh, but I, I mean, I don't really, yeah, I don't plan on it, but you never know. But no, I think this is kind of, this is kind of where I'm at and um, what I built, uh, you know, the collection that we, that we have uh, as far as, you know, the uh, genetic availability and um, yeah, it's just, at least for now anyway, it's, it, this is what makes sense and what I'm really kind of, uh, you know, digging on and there's some things that are going to take a while, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so for now, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you don't make plans. I've made lots of plans, and, and now I'm here, which wasn't a plan at all. So we'll just go with it, man. <laughs> So, uh, where can people find uh, your amazing work? 
know they've dropped the link a couple times in chat, but to throw it out there. Yeah, so you can uh, very shortly here, we're going to do a drop with um, the uh, Future Cannabis Project guys. That's uh, daga.love, D-A-G-G-A dot love. Um, and there's several, they, they carry several breeders on there. Um, and then you got uh, Labyrinth uh, Seeds and Seeds Here Now. Um, so those three are all going to get uh, a, a small package here shortly of some stuff that I already, you know, that we've, that we've had on hand. All right, we're going to do, uh, they're all going to get the Ruby Vine Afghani, uh, Neville's Haze 21 by Mullenbimby Madness, uh, Yukia Berry, uh, Vietnamese Black, Lemon Thai, uh, Purple Pakistani Chitral, and then um, uh, James at Seeds Here Now and Daga will both be getting the um, NL5 drop as well. Um, so we're going to get those out shortly here. And um, test away. We got seeds, we got seeds wet for, uh, um, for the, it'll be late fall, early, early winter, I guess. Oh, late fall, oh, fall. Um, we got, uh, I got testers out outside already uh, with a few people. Um, and then we got some more some indoor ones going uh, very shortly here. So you know, with with luck, we'll get you will get some nice ones to put out there along with the uh, with the other stuff that I have going on. Um, so we're gonna look for that uh, again. You know, at end of September, early October, um, we should be able to get most of the testers in. We might have to wait to drop a couple of varieties, some of the longer finishing ones. We'll see how they go outside. I'm not sure yet. That's part of the process, though. So we'll find out. Um, currently uh, working on some stuff with the lemon tie guy. And um, if you want to follow that progress... You can find me on IG at um, at J2Cans. Um, and uh, the alternative page is at Blackbird Preservations um, for the seed company. Um, and if you want to talk woodworking, leatherwork, uh, any of that kind of shit, you can hit me up on the at J2Cans or actually uh, the, the Blackbird site, they're the Blackbird page as well. Um, is is uh, that one's public? So if you need to get a hold of me, if I haven't like accepted your request or whatever on my private page, hit me up through there. Um, you know, if you need gear or uh, if you have any questions or anything like that. Do you see yourself uh, like pushing forward with that a little bit as like maybe new products in the woodworking cannabis side? Yes, I looked a little bit through them trays. Uh, please tell me, like, you make the old uh, 
the wood grinder, the like the, the some of the grinders they make nowadays are too aggressive. Some but the, back in the day you could get a wood grinder with like just like steel pins in it that were so sweet. They would complement that uh, tray. I wonder, do you carry those as well? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. Now I know what you're talking about. Um, no, I don't. But I have, I have seen them. I, I gotta find ones that I like. the The only, the the only wooden ones that I've seen, I have like a really uh, uh, kind of chintzy interior. They don't have. They're not the. So what I what I could possibly do is actually um depending on the size of the grinder i could make a um a wooden sleeve to drop that right into that's an idea i got one for you too out on the CNC mode. One working one woodworker to another. I've got an idea for you. I just thought of it. Just just on here. Like a, a aromatic like an aromatic like curing box. Say maybe like fruit woods, maybe a cedar curing box. Uh, something that's like a very aromatic well, wood to uh, cure some uh, blood in. What do, you, what do you think about that? You think you I've, incorporate some like apple scent or something like that into a cure? You'd be able to like scuff it up in between, you know, dries. Yeah, I wonder. I, I'd have to, I, I, I want to try one out. I don't. I mean, I'd love to. I've already made. I've already made humidors, you know, for for cigars. Um, so I'd really like to check. Maybe I should just fucking buck Ooh. up, and make one, and just see how see how they see how they work. You know, like you know, because like, I mean, yeah, it's cool and everything, but if it doesn't function properly, like if it takes me, you know, if it makes all your weed taste like shit. Right, right. You know, but like, as far as like that process, instead of, I don't know how you would do it though. Maybe a neutral like carcass, but be able to like maybe slide like because keeping that scent in there would be somewhat of a bitch. You know, cedar definitely you could scuff her up and bring it back easy enough. But what about like say maybe uh, panels, like maybe sixteen inch panels? You drop the line the sides with for the dry to help slow it down. Kind of, I don't know, fuse. Just think aloud. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a woodworker too. I love to, I love thinking of shit like that. Yeah, well, it's like the the you know the um uh you know for the cigar humidor it's a three quarter inch carcass and then uh, aligned with quarter inch uh, Spanish cedar lid bottom 
whole fucking nine yards. Seals up nice and tight. And the um, the um, cedar is supposedly, you know, that's there to kind of stop the um, ambient humidity from affecting what's inside works as a barrier so if you're in an area that's super damp out that cedar is supposed to help keep out some of the dampness you know they still have a spot for the humidipax or whatever you know but that cedar is there not just as a not just because it smells nice i don't know again i it can't it, it, you know, it, it can't affect it. I mean, you, you'd think it can't affect it in a negative way because you got motherfuckers spending thousands of dollars on cigars and throwing them in a you know cedar lined humidor. If it made them taste like shit, they wouldn't use them. So, uh, you know, this you figure they got to work. So, I mean, I, I definitely want to test it out before. I had talked to a cat about, you know, hooking them up with a humidor, and then I'm like, wow, man, better make sure this fucking thing doesn't ruin the fucking weed before I sell them on these guys. So, I've kind of sat on it. I still have enough cedar to do, uh, to do one, one more uh, humidor, so I'll get it together and give it a try. We'll roll up some fucking roll up some cones you, you and see how you know it. And then panels and slid back and forth like fingers so you like you could control that airflow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Man, I tell you, I, I do miss woodworking, to be honest with you. My my woodworking kind of took backseat to growing campus, to be honest with you. And I've spoken on the air uh, quite a bit to when I get that building, that building that I want so badly, hopefully we'll come very soon that uh nice size pole barn i want to fucking at least in uh 60 i'll take 40 40 by 80 or preferably a 60 by 80 but incorporate most of it grow a little gym space and then have my wood shop again uh all my favorite things all in one giant <laughs> building i would i probably wouldn't leave but man, I'd love to fire up the woodworking shop again, man. It did. It started. The grow started above the fucking the the fucking wood shop, and then came downstairs and just engulfed, engulfed the fucking wood shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. What happens? I actually started taking on uh, wood, or not necessarily woodworking lately. I've been laying some tile. And uh, I got to admit, man, I kind of miss it that, uh, you know, that uh, end of the job feeling when you knocked out, you turned something shit into something awesome. You know what I mean? The gratification of all that. I kind of miss it a little bit. I hate to admit it, but I, oh, I, it's, yeah, it's nice. It's nice wrapping up a package, you know, when you finally, when you finally get it fucking done. That's for sure.
it's been a struggle lately with a bunch of shit going on. And, uh, trying to get organized, reorganized, and kind of, uh, you know, um, adding on a, another, a whole nother set of chores, and we're doing, uh, uh, raising some ducks this summer, ducks and a few geese. So that's been a little bit of a, a time consumer, but it's it's uh, it's uh, necessary, and uh, you know something we gotta. Gotta learn a new skill. So in the middle of fucking trying to do all this other shit, I gotta take it on another project, but that's all right. We'll get it. I've gotten it down. It's I think uh I think I'm prepared as, as I can be. Harvest day is gonna be tough, but um it's good. You gotta learn uh you know, I know how to grow shit, right? But uh you know, being able to raise and harvest, uh, harvest your own animals. That's, uh, that's another, uh, another level of kind of sustainability. So I'm going to get in while I can. I got the opportunity, got the space. I got the fucking, got the equipment, um, you know, the infrastructure that makes everything pretty easy. So, um, Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, so, do you think it'll even come so far, full circle as like composting? Uh, you know, the animal waste, the bird waste, and all that. Yeah, and, and reusing back into either a garden or canvas garden. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I don't know how how it'll end up shaking out, but. Um, I, uh, I'm going to start, uh, I got a couple of books on the way. Um, I'm going to start looking through, uh, you know, some permaculture books and start to get an idea as to how to, uh, design, uh, and set up, you know, what I want, you know, kind of a mix of everything and, um, you know, kind of that multi-tiered. I can't remember who I was watching the other day, but he has, you know, this orchard, all kinds of different shit, you know, uh, from, uh, you know, pit fruit to, you know, apples to, um, uh, you know, and then like the smaller bushes, you know, berry bushes and shit like that. And then there's like another layer. So it's, you got all this, you got, you know, you have your, your large trees and then you got your medium sized stuff and then you got your ground, you know, almost ground cover type stuff. And, you know, how to kind of plant them in threes and, or in, you know, and plant them in these trios and, you know, certain ratios. You know, you got the one tree, you got a couple of bushes and you got four or five of these down below. And, it's just interesting to see how that kind of stuff works together. And, you know, it's, it's basically high density, 
you know, you're, you're, you know, it's high density planning. And, um, you know, so that you can kind of get, get a, a good variety of, of, of stuff on a, on a, you know, modest area of, of, of land. You don't need, you know, you don't need a hundred acres to sustain yourself. You only need, you know, well, shit, man, that, that's, what is it? Like, there's a, there's a book, it's like a quarter, a quarter acre to freedom or something like that. And it, you know, it's basically, it's this really like high density, vertical integrated, you know, kind of vertical farming, you know, uh, really, really cool. You know, how you can, you know, grow everything, just about everything you need and then have extra to sell on a quarter acre plot. And if you want to add animals, you know, you know, get yourself a couple acres and you can at least bring in small stuff. Um, that's, uh, you know, the ultimate plan, you know, be able to, to kind of have, um, you know, your own little, your own little spot where you just, you know, whatever you want to call it, regenerative or, you know, whatever, you know, the, your own little spot where you just bring in as, as few inputs as possible, um, you know, you said the animals are a big key there, right? It's kind of part of the whole the whole cycle. Um, you see me laugh there when uh, you said you were ordering a couple books. You know, I'm trying to venture down that organics road a little bit, but man, I'm going to be honest with you, even listening to you speak right now, fucking some of them organic books. I've read psychic book, books on and about psychedelics that were easily understood. <laughs> some of the rabbit holes of the organics I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it can it it can it can be really it can be pretty overwhelming, you know depending on how fucking fast and deep you get into it. Um, so I've been kind of, you know, there's a few people that I watch, you know, like I watch what they do uh, on, uh, on the gram, um, some of their processes. And, uh, you know, if I ever need help, I... I have plenty of people that I can reach out to and get some more specifics. Um, but yeah, like I dig the, um, uh, you know, like the Hugo culture beds. I think that'd be something like, you know, if I uh, moved onto a property, that would be something that I'd want to incorporate. I think right away, first thing you do is plant your fruit trees and shit. And then I'd probably get into the, these Hugo beds and, um i'd probably try a few different methods though right like i like to do some raised beds just full of fucking you know full of good old-fashioned rotted cow shit and you know farm manure basically um you know mixed animal mixed animal compost it's you know nicely aged broken down basically soil at that point right um and I just kind of go from there. It'll be a, you know, it'll be a, a, 
a process. It'll be a struggle at times. Um, I'll probably invent a few new swear words. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, one thing that this is, you know, kind of helped me, you know, the cannabis, you know, getting into, you know, getting back into, um, you know, cultivating and everything, uh, is that, you know, it's, it's also helped me kind of get my head back into like, you know, I moved back out to the country. I used to live in the city, two different coasts. And, um, you know, moving back out to the country and getting away from like, you know, what they refer to as civilization just makes me realize that, you know, we're like completely fucking disconnected from this planet, the earth, nature, everything that fuels us and provides for us. We're like fucking disconnected from more and more every day. And, you know, being back here is been a big wake up and a kind of a reminder and a, you know, maybe a kick in the ass to uh, um, not be so reliant on you know, outside whether it's, you know, well, just going to the store for eggs, you know. Um, we're actually pretty good out here. Like I can go, I can go down the road, you know, I can go hell of a lot closer than the nearest store and get eggs and get fresh milk, non-pasteurized fucking real milk. Um, so that's the nice thing about living out here, you know? And so if, if things do get messy, if, uh, you know, if, if, if food prices were to fucking go through the roof and, like we wouldn't be too bad out here. We can hunt. We can, you know, we a lot of us have shit stored, like you know, months worth of this, that, or the other thing, or at least something that they can do or trade to acquire what they need. Um, barter is, <clears throat> you know, pretty big out here. So, um. Yeah, it's just been uh, it's been great to see you know to, to have you know to kind of have it come around the way it has. Let me start out with you know my my reunion with with uh, with cannabis, and now to just kind of feel a lot more confident moving forward even with you know as, as shit falls apart around you still smile a little bit and be like yeah but i can grow like green beans and shit and i can fucking you know i know how to slaughter poultry and um you know i mean imagine imagine living in a city and having no fucking skills and then imagine the food supply being like you know scarce or even just a little short for a while. Like, you know how fucking, you know how fucking fast that shit turns? You know, the city with millions of people and they don't have food for a couple of days, it's gonna get real fast. 
or even if it's just real, real expensive and people start going hungry. That's when shit gets ugly. So I don't want to have to, you know, be caught in any kind of situation like that. And if we can grow food, it's like, yeah, it just kind of goes along with what we're, you know, what I'm already doing anyway. So add some tomatoes, add some beans. Grow some lives, you know, raise some livestock. Grow some fucking fruit. Do something, you know, add some sort of skill, right? I agree, I agree, man. It, it's it's sad to see, you know, you're calling it, man. A lot of, especially a lot of the newer generation have no idea how to hunt fish the basic skills it's been lost from generation to generation and it's it's sad it's sad well like change a tire you know something you know something simple like how many how, you know how many kids right you know how many 20 year old kids know how to change a tire you know i think we've you know, it's it's a hey, technology is awesome, dude. Like we can sit here and have this conversation in fucking completely different parts of the country, and you know, anyone with an internet connection can basically tune in and watch themselves too. Pretty awesome, but you know, there's there's drawbacks to all this shit, and there's there's you know, the bill comes due. Right. So, uh, let me go Fred Dark, Fred Don Carlos in chat wanted to know. I gotta get back here. Sorry, Fred. He wanted to know about one. Oh, the oil spill times Romulan that came with the Northern Light Number Five. Ah, uh, yes. The oil, so the oil spill is um, the number 13 has, you know, the typical oil rag, like greasy shop oil rag, and maybe a little bit of like, you know, kind of like hot black rubber or hot tar kind of thing. But also this really nice smooth marshmallow kick to it on the end and the romulan was from that was like it's a bx bx5 f4 if i recall correctly um and there was mostly piney but there was some some of the the um fruitier like that little grapey guy in there um, one of the, the females that I ran and the male was just a sturdy, um, really nice bush structure type guy. Um, and, um, the progeny that I saw basically looked like the, um, uh, looked more like the father but smelled like the mom. 
And so I had a really fucking, really nice, like a, um, like a sweet pine tar, like a greasy sweet pine tar nose to it. <laughs> with some oddball fruity uh, ones that had popped up, but mostly the mostly greasy, greasy pine tar. Um, I'm trying to think like a like a sap, almost like a like a, a Swedish sap to it. I'm looking. I'm trying to acquire like almost everything pine. <laughs> everything pine I can put my hands on. For. It's it's the quest. That's that's the turf I'm trying to hunt down. Find uh, find that one that reminds me of uh, you know that childhood pie. We kind of spoke of it eh, with lawns and Tiva there. You know that never ending ceiling. Uh, you smoke with a few good friends and almost have that uh, laugh, at, laugh, laugh attack. You know, oh, what I'm about? stupidest thing sets off the group and everybody's uh, off and laugh until their face hurts. I miss that. And I remember that with the mines and hoping to find something. <laughs> Someday. Yeah, that's the one shit I wish I would have kept seeds out of. I know we fucking found seeds in that shit. There was this, there was this cat that I hung out with when we were teenagers, and um, his brother, his older brother, this fucking dude always had the same shit, and. It was like we just called it the fucking happy weed because it's like you all it was always gave you the fucking giggles, always gave you the permagrin, your fucking face, and you go home and your fucking face would hurt because you're just grinning from ear to ear for hours getting pied on that shit. I wish I would have kept fucking I wish I would have kept seeds out of that shit, out of everything, you know, even. Even the old girls fucking clones, you know, the, the you know, you'd get an occasional seed once in a great while you'd find one, you know, sneaking around in there. But no, I I wish I would have kept I wish I would have kept that fucking giggle weed shit. Oh man, that was uh I, I actually got some of that fucking like senior year of high school. Fucking from a cat, I can say his name, the code name back then, Wavis, way back then, from Wavis. And that shit was fucking, man, you can smoke that shit. We were fucking seasoned smokers then. You know what I mean? So we knew we were just smoking, you know, just fucking random fucking weed that made us high. We appreciated what we were getting. And almost to the point where, we pushed it, you know what I mean? We fucking always bought everything that was always available. It just burned through it like it was always gonna be there. But man, that shit, man, you could smoke one of those joys fucking six people just like you say, man. In what we called the Thunder Van. 
fucking broken down. Shit you got, man. It was in like a, it was in like a townhouse like complex. And um we used to sit and smoke in that fucker in front of this cat's townhouse. And his mom fucking moved that motherfucker. I wanna have it towed. So we pushed it into the center of the complex. And we would fucking sit there and just fucking get fucked up all day. But man, you would open that door, man. Fucking just fucking smoke would just roll out of that thing. And we would clam bake in that truck with that fucking that fine weed and just fucking oh man, just like you say, stomach, face. It was it was close to like a uh, like acid session, but on cannabis. And man, I'm telling you right now. If, I guess um, I, I'm, I'm often asked that, you know, uh, island, what strain? Well, if you were trapped on an island, what would you have? And I never say, but I don't know. That'd be, a, that would be, if I got to be stuck anywhere, you know, and grow something and sustain myself, I might as well laugh myself stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, man, I don't know what the hell I would take. I don't know. That's a terrible question. <laughs> that's a that's a mean question. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Is. I don't know, man. I don't want to answer that. I played the fifth. One of the girls. Well, you know. <laughs> Who's my favorite? No matter what I say, I'm gonna have a lot of angry girls. Mm. It depends, though. You know, like it does. It depends, you know, and, and what kind of what kind of mood you're in, and what kind, you know, just like what are you craving at the time, and like maybe what time of day it is. Like, you know, I, I you know, there's there's some heavy duty stuff that like I I quite enjoy, but not at two o'clock in the afternoon when I got shit to do. You know. Um, if I manage to get out and uh, get out of the house and, uh, you know, go play a little golf or something, I don't, I don't want anything too fucking, you know, too lethargic or too stupid, you know? I don't mind getting fucking pied, but uh, certainly keep you Come on, you're on a desert island now. Unless your oh. your day includes deciding that golf course, fuck man. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You might as well laugh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Laugh. Come on, and maybe sign you a club and walk around the woods yeah. and fucking laugh your ass off and just watch it. Like if <laughs> I had, like if I, if you had a fucking giggly, if you had like you know, well. Man, that's like that's like all it's missing, really. You know, something that's just really uplifting and and, and happy, and and have that like I don't know. I love I love me some of that fucking Indiana bubble gum. Um, bringing that kind of flavor or something like that. Oh yeah, I could I that'd be all right. I guess that'd be my desert island or something like that. Yeah. I do like I like the buzz on the bubble gum. It's I like the buzz. It's not quite it's not quite fucking you know permagrin giggly though. I have to figure out a way to 
fix that. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Got to find that. You know, I. What do you? Do you have any of the? Have you ever had like just straight jelly bean? I've heard that's supposed to be like pretty fucking. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've ran jelly bean a few times. Uh, second run. It's good. It's a good, but not. I know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't compare it to like. That's a tough that's a tough comparison there. You know what I mean? I haven't seen yeah. nothing in years that compares to what we're talking about with that old pine kind of Man. I wish. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, you know, it's one of them things. I don't know. I wish, but be careful what you wish for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do do it. Do I want to get in the garden and then <laughs> laugh my ass off? Man, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to put in an inquiry or two. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll definitely put some, put that on the list. <laughs> oh. So what are we, you know, I think you kind of, I don't know if I've even asked this yet. I don't think so. What is your favorite kind of personal, personal favorite profile? Yeah, I, um, more, uh, I, I lean more towards the, you know, the various fruity shit. Um, you know, like fruity candy, but you know, you know, again, I do get, you know, a little burnout on, I, I get burnout on, on, on the same old shit. I like variety, but I lean towards the fruitier, um, sweeter stuff. Um, you know, I like to throw in, I like to smoke a little gas, you know, kind of balance it out. But yeah, that, um, that juicy fruit tie, like just fucking nails it. You know, the, the Hill Tribe Mung Thai fucking it's right there. It's got, it's got the, you know, it's not all fruit. There's a little fucking, um, maybe like I said, like a little woody, almost spice to it. Um, and, uh, and the ride is just, it is, it's real happy. It's not quite, it's not, you know, it, it, it's not the fucking, uh, permagrin type shit, not quite the giggle weed, but it is a very fucking like happy ride to it. Um, so man, yeah, I think that that might that might do it for the fucking that might do it for the desert island, actually. But dig it, I dig it, you know, I, I like the variety, but yeah, that that um. You know, I like something that fucking makes you makes you fucking warm inside, makes you smile a little bit, and just kind of like you know, your mind can fucking kind of not necessarily race, but you know, it's uh, you know, thought provoking. It doesn't make you fucking uh, dopey, and you know, I don't mind that. Everyone say yeah, I like a good fucking good heavy stone before I go to sleep. Um. But um, yeah, I'm more into the 
the more uplifting and because uh, I like to smoke all day. I like, you know, and I got shit to do, so it definitely helps to have something that'll put a little pep in your step too. Without having you peeking out the windows every time the dog barks. <laughs> so looking if somewhere were looking down your strain library, what would you say would be your strongest, you know, indica, your strongest, you know, house lot, your strongest like sativa? Do you have like your what would you be like your kind of jump for the midway? Um, strongest sativa. Um, currently here, probably you know it's somewhere with like the the um uh the cockfighter or the Viet the Vietnamese um. There's a couple that I'm waiting on that would probably top those, but I'll, I'm not jinxing anything at this point. Um, but yeah, so the sativa side's a little weak right now, but I'm hoping that changes real soon. On the, um, on the indica side, the widows are definitely strong. If you can get Sharon right, she's the fucking kicker. Um, the other one, the um, uh, the ninety-five is a is a fucking bell ringer. Um, and that's you know that's that the widows that uh. Oh shit, it's that weird mix that I can never remember because it's like, you know, it's got like the Korean or something like that in it. Um, but that's you know that you know it's famous, you know, the the one you 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 saw in high times and um and it was winning the cannabis cup and everybody knew fucking White Widow back in the day. Everybody knew, even if you never smoked, you knew what White Widow was, right? You heard about it, you saw it, you read about it. Um so that's, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to, guess we could classify it as an indica. I, I don't know. Let's, let's say, let's say um, fast flowering. How's that? So for fast flowering varieties, that's probably fucking um, right around the, the, the tippy top. Um, yeah, that's, that's takes the fucking taco, I would say. <laughs> Trying to think. I know I'm probably fucking leaving somebody out, but yeah. There's some cool OGs and stuff and the, the pure kush that, um, you know, they're nice and heavy and stony. Um And like the Albany Sour is fucking, it's, you know, it's real strong. It's real strong. I don't know how you want to classify that, though. Look, it takes about 11 weeks or so. 
So it's a faster flowering variety. I got um, some seed stock from a buddy of mine that sent it on over this lazy pharaoh sent me some more taga that i'd like to dig into so i'm sure there's something nice in there um that um uh another guy got some kandahar off me he's got some pretty strong ones coming out of that kandahar black Well, that was another good line. Those sold out quick, though. I got some of the other Kandahars out of different selections. Uh, still available. I, I'd have to redo the black, though. I only, I'm probably down to my last 50 or so. Um, that was a good one. Um, there's some new ones, though, that we're going to try out real soon here. Um, just getting everybody getting everybody situated. Everybody's got new shoes and um, we should be ready to flip in a couple weeks here. So we've got some new ones to check out, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to find out who gets to dance with the lemon tie guy. We got a few marked down here. He dumps pretty good though, so we'll have plenty. We can fucking make plenty of testers. Not not a problem. So we'll see what happens. Uh, is uh the lemon uh, uh, one of your favorites there? I went through a lemon spell as well. Yeah, and um. I thought that they were a nice balance. There's, there's some, uh, a couple of lemon cuts that I've gone through. Um, one was just way too strong. Um, I like the lemon G and um, the lemon G and then this lemon Larry. They were both nice. Um, not too overpowering in the lemon like this not obnoxious or anything and like the lemon tie was like that as well we found anything you know there's two two main um kind of uh expressions there there was a there was a more colorful one you know she flowered out real pretty lots of purples and reds and um she was, I gotta think now. She was the, um, uh, there was a lemon, like a lemon pastry. I have to check my notes, but I'll say the colored one was the lemon pastry. And then the green girls were more of a zesty, like a lemon zest. Um, so this like a, a, a really sharp one and then a, a more I want it like a not necessarily doughy but um a little softer um and again I love I, you know I just love the ride I love it's just a great daytime ride um if you cut them a little early they're a little fucking racy a little wiry um but great uh uh 
great, great resin production. Only stock I gotta, uh, can't wait to see how this, this one that I passed on to a friend of mine, I gotta get back. I'd love to see how, how it presses or washes or, you know, it should, uh, uh, should yield pretty well. Uh, so we'll have to, we'll have to see though. And, uh, looking forward to comparing, um, that one against uh, Bodie's cut, which is very narrow leaves, so she might run a little longer. We'll we'll, we'll find out. Um, I'm expecting it to be on the longer end, so it'll be kind of cool. Well, like I I I dig having you know comparing you know different cuts from the same line or you know similar same lineage type things you know selection versus my selection versus you know um you know because you never you never know um so you know i like i like popping seeds i like looking through stuff because you know a lot of the times you know it's it's something that's maybe not quite exactly typical of what you expect to find but there's a little bit of an outlier there they're sometimes fun. Sometimes they're crap, you know, like you keep the little freaks and you're like, oh, it's a freak. Look at it all. Yeah. And it, you know, you give it all the love in the world and still it's just a freak. And, uh, but um, yeah, you never know what you're going to find. And I do like, I, you know, like I said, I do like the outliers that um, uh, the oddballs. So, yeah. I root for the popper. I, I root for the misfits as well. I've had some gems from uh, some of the misfits. Some of the ones that actually I didn't necessarily come into uh, flower stage until some of their brothers and sisters were harvested almost. But uh, they snap out of it almost the second round. Sometimes it takes three. I don't know what it is, but man, I had found some incredible shit. Not always, though, as you point out. Not always. Yeah. Well, I always try and give them fucking two to three, two to three runs, you know, and, you know, before I, you know, think about, uh, uh, you know, ditching out. Um, and sometimes, like, man, I, I had this one. Um, actually, I was testing them out for somebody else, and they were—they were great. They were great from seed. Oh, they're just beautiful, beautiful plants. And um, I had cloned a couple of them and um, ran them again. And I'm like scratching my head. I'm like wondering, well, what the fuck did I do wrong? They yielded like shit. They didn't look anything like. Me. So I ran them again, and they looked like shit. They looked like shit. I, ran them. I don't know what, you know, I, I don't know if it's common. I don't know if it was something that I did or it's something that happens, but it's rare. Um, but they were just absolute garbage from clone. Absolute garbage. 
Uh, I've had them different. You know, I've had plants come out different from corn, like you know, a little bit different. But that's, ah, eh, you know, you know, the environment might have been a little different. You might have done something a little different. It's like okay, that little changes can cause little changes. Little changes in the environment, you know, uh, alter the phenotypical expression a little here and there. Yeah. And she could be a little sick with these were just, right. These were as these were totally different. Like I I, they, I I was sure that um that I did something wrong like the first go. And then I ran him again and I was like, really everybody else was happy. Everybody else was fine. Um you know it's not like a record setting run or anything, but you know, what the you know, not <laughs> just didn't add me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I've never really heard of that to be honest with you, as far as you know, uh, <laughs> things going south on that first clone like that. Yeah, they turned out completely different from clone, like completely different. Um, and I, I don't think I, I did anything drastically different to, I mean, to alter, just didn't make any sense. I mean, I would have thought that at least somebody else would have been coming out goofy as well, but everybody else is normal. And these were like, it just, they looked, nothing like you know if i had showed you pictures of them from seed and then you look at these like no they're not no that's not the same oh yeah you know like i've had i've had problems picking out like being able to identify my own cut in somebody else's garden you know it's a clear across the country in you know obviously completely different space and they're different enough to where I'm like, you know, they sent me a send me a pic. I'm like, oh, cool, who's that? And he's like, dude, that's your fucking chocolate dye cut, jackass. <laughs> like, well, it doesn't look the same. <laughs> I recently got one of mine back, and um, she's she's an asshole to begin with, and um, like she's still bitchy, telling me. She's pissed. Um, it's just funny though, because that's you know, and she doesn't look the same. She doesn't look like she looked when she left. She looks like she looked when you know she was at my buddy's house. So that's kind of it's kind of funny. But I know, like you know, there's people trying to you know you try and identify plants just from sight, and it's like. Okay, yeah, maybe there's like some telltale signs, you know, that they owe, you know, this is what they do or this is how they grow or whatever. But like, I don't know, man, they, they, they different gardens, they don't always look the same at all. It's not a drastic difference, but there's enough of a difference where you'd be like, oh, I don't know if that's the plant. I didn't, the plant that I held for three years. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell it from fucking animal. I don't know. Looks different in your garden. <laughs> it, it definitely happens. I've had cuts uh, 
Jay Greenstock has mailed me some cards, or allegedly. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, the number two he sent me, uh, it was supposed to have that pine terps in. When they got here, man, it was, I ran it a few times, and all I could get out of it were like a dragon fruit. It was completely different in my environment in cocoa. And, uh, you know, sometimes they do change a little bit in the environment. environment, Especially the cold. I mean, uh, for sure. I greatly appreciate your uh, two to three run kind of on a judgment of a strain. In my opinion, it takes at least that because I used to get pushed all the time to fucking strain. Standard strain reforms. Any report. And I wouldn't like to give them until at least my second run with the strain, in all fairness to everybody, because I couldn't figure out exactly what I liked in that first run, and I don't think it actually expresses itself until, like, the second run, everything. And then, like you said, and then with that second run, with the new new kind of stuff coming out in it, you need almost need that third one to go, huh? <laughs> All right, this is my fair assessment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, you got to see how they're going to run from clone because if you're going to keep it around, you're going to have to clone it. And then, you know, if you know you didn't, you know, you didn't have it dialed in or at least fucking close to it then you know you're really not going to know what you have so you gotta you know you got your seed run then you gotta get your run it from clone and you gotta run it from clone and give it a good one so that you you know give it give it a fair shake um so yeah like you know you're you know you're pouring through some seeds you know i mean there's some like okay you want to I guess, you know, if they got fucking problems, you ditch them out, right? I mean, if they got intersex issues or if they're just, you know, I mean, I guess if they're if they're just kind of bitchy, clone it and grow it from clone and see if it continues. If it's still an asshole, then maybe you want to cut bait. Um, you know, flower it out once, you know, once or twice, and then and then cut bait. Um, you know, it's 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 not easy, and that's just on a small scale too. Like you know, some of these cats, like these guys are now they got access to you know this giant fucking warehouse or uh, you know giant fucking greenhouse grows and shit and warehouse grows. Um, you know, they're out there doing thousands of seeds, which is awesome, awesome seeds. Tens of thousands of square feet of just fucking the same cultivar. That's a that's a fucking <laughs> that's a hunt, and um, you know, <clears throat> being able to pare that down, and um, you know, you still got to rerun, you know, dozens if not hundreds of plants. That's uh, phew, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it. 
So I can't. If you want to find those standing out special plants, you know, you want to find those, you know, the the real fucking, you know, the oddballs or the, you know, the 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 unique ones. Um, Power in numbers. I can't help but wonder is uh, is you as a breeder, if you could, uh, you know, make your assessment. Do you think you'd get the full? What would you rather base your judgment on? Or uh, your creation outdoor? And do you think you would offer you know the fullest expression outdoor, or do you think you could make a, a fair decision? indoors you know on a side by side you know do you think you push forward to the door do you think it would be simpler well you know i pick up i pick up stuff from uh from certain people because it's been bred outdoors you know and and in some instances some pretty shitty climates um and um you know and there's plenty of plenty of varieties that you'll see you know the breeder uh will flat out you know tell you hey listen these are not for indoor this is you know this is an outdoor type of deal um you know i think they both you know you're gonna have you're gonna have your varieties that that um, are gonna be the indoor champs or the um, you know the uh, like the light deck or the you know the, the the big greenhouse champs or whatever, and then you're gonna have the ones that that thrive outdoors. So you're gonna have you know two separate. Um, you know, two separate groups both have their, you know, they both have their pros and cons, I would say. Because the outdoor may not, maybe they don't respond as well. Maybe they don't grow as well indoors. Um, whereas the indoors, you put them outdoors and they're not, you know, they're not ready for the elements. They're not ready for you know, the weather, the pest pressure, that kind of thing. Um, I think, so it depends on your goal and it depends on what you're, you know, um, you know, where you're growing and what you're going to do with them. Are you a production facility that's growing, you know, kind of a hybrid indoor, you know, type of greenhouse situation or are you a, um, you know, more of a, um, kind of a craft grower that that has a few plants in their backyard and you know you need shit that's gonna perform well it's gonna stand up to the pest pressure it's gonna stand up to you know the shitty weather and wet fall and um yeah oh has a place I can't wait to venture outdoors on a larger scale someday. Yeah. Someday, but for now, stuck indoors. 
Well, there's a couple that I have that's like, you know, you see them inside and they're like, they're big. They want to be big. You can tell, like, they just want to be big, big, you know, like that, um, two in particular that, uh, um, Black Lime Reserve and the, um, uh, Beyond the Brain from Mandala that this cat sent me, um, you can just tell she wants to be just fucking huge. Um, like eight inch fan leaves and a fucking, you know, gallon of fucking cocoa or a gallon and a half of cocoa. It's a tiny little pot. So, you know, it is ones like you know, girls like them, you just like, you really just want to see them outside and all their fucking glory under, you know, full sun. Just raging you know, mad i can just imagine them huge they get big old fucking family big fucking donkey dick holes yeah yeah i mean it's 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 cool you know being able to um you know continue to fucking run shit when there's snow on the ground but there's something about them out in their their uh natural habitat can't beat it is outdoor breeding ever going to be a possibility for you possibly yeah at some point at some point and you know um you know we're at the point where people are in this area are going to start needing um genetics that are you know acclimated to the area right you know like if uh if you're gonna add strawberries to your garden buy the um you know the, the little starts or whatever your best bet is to find someone some someone somewhere local or whatever you know find berries that are grown nearby as close to you know you're not gonna fucking bring in you're not gonna bring in fucking strawberries from halfway across the country or from way down south or from way up north or whatever you know whatever the case may be um find something that's you know acclimated to your local area um so yeah that's that you know that's definitely i, I mean this the northeast in general is is all you know just about all flipped right i don't know who's left i don't know i'd have to look at the the map again but so yeah there's there's uh you know there's definitely uh gonna be and already is and it's growing you know people getting the uh the opportunity to uh, to home grow, and they're going to need uh, they're going to need seeds to start with. So, yeah, for sure. I'd rather see people start from seed myself. If you're going to start doing something, you might as well, like if we talked about earlier, learn basics. 
Learn how to cycle a sub plant, learn how to fucking germinate, get it all down, and then reset. Taught yourself to fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I was, I was actually uh, fortunate enough to um, catch up with this, with this, uh, with this grower who's actually from maybe not the immediate area, but he's around. And um, so it was cool, it was, you know, I'm someone to kind of, uh, you know, get some uh, local, you know, add to the local uh, gene stock, you know, we had a couple of things collected, but um, being able to add to that and, um, you know, another variety or two to go through and maybe incorporate into, uh, you know, something that's targeted for, uh, for this area in general. That's a great start, man. Great start. So, uh, yeah, I agree with that too, a hundred percent, kind of regionalized cannabis a little but do you think it should stay legal or regionalized? You know, if it could, you know, the markets get to that demand. Well, I like, I like the idea of the um, kind of like the Appalachians or whatever. I don't know what they would call it if they're going, you know, um, kind of like uh, you know, what they do in Europe. Um, in order to sell a Parma ham, it's got to come from Parma, Italy. You know, you can't, they can't import it from somewhere else, not even somewhere else in the country. It's got to come from Parma. Uh, Bordeaux wine has to be made in Bordeaux, France. Can't be made in you know, Champagne, whatever. So I do like that kind of. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if they're still pushing for it or, you know, heard the talk about it, but I think that's cool because, you know, it gives credit to the area that should be credited. You know, if it's a Mendocino County or if it's, you know, Yukia, this or that, you know, they should be, you know, that. They should have that designation so that when that stuff goes to market, people know, or, you know, they can know where exactly it came from and that there is a governing body of sorts that tracks and kind of, you know, just overseas and make sure everyone's on the up and up. Um, so I do like, you know, I would like to see something like that. Yeah, I like Kentucky bluegrass to be certified Kentucky fucking bluegrass. Um, you know, if it was grown in the Emerald Triangle, it'd be, you know, it'd be a lot like, um, you know, it'd be a lot like the, the, the label on a bottle of wine. You, you know, you have the grower, you have the estate or the, you know, the, um, 
the region. And um, because I do think, you know, there's a, there's a lot to that, you know, the whole terroir thing and the effect of the environment on the plants is, is pretty obvious. So, um, you know, you're going to want to delineate Calio grown in California versus Cal, you know, or, or, uh, Mendocino, California versus Calio grown in uh, fucking somewhere in, you know, whatever, Michigan, Oklahoma, you know, wherever. Um, it's going to affect the products. And so if you had a varietal that you um, bred or discovered or whatever, and that you were growing and, you know, you uh, wanted to license it out or let it out, sell the cut, but you still wanted to be able to say, no, you know, on, on you know, the dispensary label, it wouldn't just be, you know, Johnny's OG, it would be Johnny's OG, Mendocino, blah, 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 blah. So that when they're, you know, you're, that cut makes it around, it's not, you know, it's Johnny's OG, but now it's, you know, this is where it was grown. So there's a, you know, I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have people that, that, you know, that, that get into that kind of shit, right? Well, the more, the more, um, the more the clientele base opens up with more and more states saying, well, fuck it, let's just make it recreationally legal. Um, you're going to have a lot of these kind of, um, you know, kind of dippy wino types that, um, didn't have the balls to partake when it was illegal, but now that it's legal and it's been a hip and, you know, it's like going to be like the new fucking let's, you know, sit around and fucking sample, you know, different this and that. I think it's a great, you know, it's a great marketing tool for the, um, for the growers, especially like, you know, especially for the legacy growers, people that have been doing this for fucking decades before, you know, Decades before it was uh, cool to make it known what you were doing. Um, you know, you've got some of these legacy people that could, that, you know, they, they can at least enjoy some of that notoriety and maybe it'll help them sell their product or whatever. You say, hey, this is fucking... Mendo bread, Mendo grown, or you know, and break it right down to the fucking, you know, whatever the farm. I, I think it's really cool. I think it's a really cool marketing tool. I think it's a really cool way to um um you know maybe pay a little bit of uh you know a little tip of the cap to the people that are you know that are doing it and doing it where it was, you know. from where it came from to begin with. That's kind of cool. I'm down. I think it's funny how we used to scoff about homegrown and now <laughs> homegrown as we know it is, you know, it's the same homegrown that we scoffed about back in the day 
Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. <coughs> I mean, how does that even work? I mean, if these eye drops, man, my eyes are killing. Oh. <coughs> All right, man, I think I'm going to get the dog out and Yes, uh, well, I appreciate your time, uh, Jimmy. Yeah. And uh, before you go, I've got a couple of things I'd like to go over with you. For sure, man. I don't know how many times you've caught the show. Like I told you beforehand, uh, the show does usually go till 4.20-ish, sometimes longer, sometimes a little shorter lately. Ugh. Hate to admit that, but there has been a few nights that have been short. But uh, there is the uh, after party or whatever you could call the wormhole. And uh, you, as a past guest, uh, are more than welcome to jump into the wormhole anytime you see one. It is the same Zoom invitation that I've sent you three times now, uh, which is (laughs) very awesome. (laughs) <laughs> that you've been too cool to show up and uh, hang out tonight. But it's that very same invitation anytime that, uh, you know, uh, you see a wormhole. Monday nights are mandatory wormhole. The rest of the nights are kind of filler. You know, if we go full, full, full all the way, there's no wormhole. But if, like, tonight, I'm going to fire one out for a few and hang out. But uh, you're more than welcome. You don't need an invite. Just come hang out anytime you see fit. Uh, open invitation. I'd like to extend that to you. And the second thing I'd like to get from you is like an old school radio soundbite. Uh, kind of uh, commercial for your episode. But basically what I'm looking for in my words would be something close to Hey, this is Eagle, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 403, and you can throw whatever you want, make it your own, but uh, remember, when people listen to it, I kind of want them to go, hey, that's a cool fucking dude right there. I need to go back and watch it. <laughs> oh, it's so not me, though. <laughs> well, hey, this is JT. I'm talking shit with Eagle. I'm happy to finally be here. You can find me on Instagram at J2Cans. You can find our uh, woodworking and leatherwork and artwork at um, www.dirtybirdtradingcompany.co. Or wait, dirtybirdtradingco.com. Um, and yeah, and uh, our alternative page, our seed page is um, uh, Blackbird Preservations on instagram and you can hit me up there anytime um i'll be back popping in here at some point um yeah i mean thanks for having me man i mean uh yeah i really enjoyed uh really enjoyed the chat and i'm I'm glad to finally make it on and glad you got your fucking internet you know where you don't have to you're not getting kicked off, and <laughs> so so embarrassing. Uh, are gone. Oh man, so so embarrassing.
piercing, but I, you know, oh, I it's all good, man. most people would have told me to fuck off by now. I can tell you <laughs> that right now. One night, okay, something happened, two nights, all right, I think you're fucking with me. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, it's all good, man. I know, I know I, the technical, technical things don't always, uh, they don't always cooperate. I deal with a lot of that shit and more than I more than I thought I would, and so I I I I, I appreciate the struggle, and uh, I won't uh, I won't break your balls too hard. In my opinion, it shows exactly how awesome you are. So thank you so much for coming and hanging out. I greatly appreciate it for sure. And I hope you do take me up on that invite sometime soon. Very soon, my friend. Right on, man. Right on. Well, you guys have everyone have a good evening. Thanks for having me on. We'll uh we'll chat again soon, buddy. All right, have a great night. Cheers, man. Cheers. Well, that wraps up this episode, episode 403. I know you guys have enjoyed it. I've watched Chad all evening, and you guys have said nothing but great things about Mr. Toucan. It's been a great night. I have enjoyed the conversation. Thank you again, John, for helping me get Jimmy Toucan on the show. If you have somebody you'd like to see on the show, please get a hold of me. Help me get them on. I'd like to see them on myself. And again, thank you and happy birthday to, of course, first and foremost, my baby girl, Lexi, who is 22 today. Of course, John, who I just mentioned in the chat, it is his birthday as well. And Miss Annie N, it says in my book, it is her birthday as well, who is a little early for Annie, but uh, hopefully she'll watch this and catch her happy birthday. So thank you guys very much for tuning in. You guys know the deal. Please do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. I'm a living, breathing example of that. I'll see you guys in a few in the wormhole. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am out of here. Thank you, Jimmy.